2: World with Dwayne Russell. Hello and welcome to Dwayne's World, great to have your company wherever you
3: might be listening. It's Midday Madness time, you call you get on, that's the Midday Madness promise and the number is 1300 736 736, 1300 736 736 for Midday Madness, that open line brought to us by Werribee Kia, Werribee Kia awarded National Kia Car Dealer of the Year, Werribee Kia where the customer comes first. Gibby text coming through. We'll read your text for the next few hours as well on that 40 winks temper text. 0433 98 Get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you at 40 winks Serious about sleeping. You can check out the entire temper range. T-E-M-P-U-R. Check them out at 40 winks or check them out online. Massive show. Later on we'll have a chat to Ollie Woodch here, one of the draftees that Geelong took. We'll get a one of the journalists at the Australian PGA to give us an update there. Um, New Gold Coast Sun, former Ru Jack Marney is going to join us later after two o'clock as well. So plenty to come a little bit later on. But your calls for the next two hours. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the open line number. Uh, still a bit of fire in the whole what should happen with the draft system debate. I don't... I would have liked to have spoken to Jared before the news. I don't agree with him that the whole draft system needs overhauling because the first round went to 29 picks. So I don't agree with him on that. And I think there has been a bit of a hysteria off the back of all of a sudden uh, the system's broke because the Gold Coast took advantage of it. But one three hundred seven three six seven three six. you heard my thoughts on Monday. If you didn't, Jared. Um, by the way, wants the whole draft system overhauled because the first round went out to 29 picks. And plenty of Victorians do believe the system is broken because the Gold Coast have all of a sudden you know, planned for this and taken advantage of it after 10 years of being also ran. So they might actually be competitive for a change to the Gold Coast. And there's been a caller called Steve who's hit Breakfast Radio back-to-back days yesterday and today saying, well, he'd rather have a VFL. Um, here's Steve from Collingwood yesterday, firstly. Steve-O, welcome. Yeah, good
1: morning, gentlemen. Yeah, this is this is really annoying. Like last year or two years ago, we had to we had to give away the farm to get me, to keep Nick Galgos in the father son rule. Yet these guys can get four for nothing.
4: Well, they didn't get them for nothing. They had to adhere to the points system and acquire all the picks to to match the bid, Steve.
1: Oh, uh, like we're playing with fifty seven and ninety five and forty three and twenty or like two hundred and fifty. You know that, that's nothing, mate? That's absolutely nothing. like Collingwood to keep Nick Dakos, we had to fight off at like three clubs or something and 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 give away the farm to keep him and And it's the same not only Collingwood the the other ones that have got father sons like Geelong, uh, you know they've had to, they've had to give stuff away, but these interstate tombs, I call them parasites, but that's beside the point. They they get it for nothing. Like four in the first round last night for Gold Coast is an absolute choke. I mean, the AFL have slotted Dimitina, uh, what's his name, that 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 new coach in up there, Dimmer. They've they've slotted him in and they're giving him the world to try and keep these guys, give these guys any very uh, like any worthiness at all.
4: Just stick with the VFL, you reckon, Steve?
1: What do you mean just stick with the VFL? Just just go
4: back to a VFL comp, like do away with the interstate clubs and just keep it in-house, you reckon?
1: Oh, you've just made my whole day, mate. So
3: that was Steve yesterday. Um, By the way, Collingwood didn't uh, pay overs for Nick Dacos. They got him pick four. I mean, he was a steal. He was the best player in the draft and no one else picked him and he went out to pick four in the end. Collingwood got him four. So under the points system, Collingwood thought they were going to have to pay extras I mean, they ended up keeping pick 45, 49, and 52 in that draft, Collingwood, because they had those picks ready to use for Nick Dacos, just in case he got bitted at at pick one or two. But he slipped to pick four, and they kept those three picks, Collingwood, in the draft. They got three extra players because Dacos slipped to four. Anyway, here's Steve from Collingwood, who followed up today.
1: Yeah, good morning, gentlemen. I'm here to upset you again.
4: That's all right. Fire when ready, Stevie.
1: Mate, for, what is it now, 13 years or 12 years or something, they've been getting, what, $20 million a year from the AFL? Sydney's for the, probably the last 30 years. They get all these concessions. In the first draft, I think they had the first 43 picks or something, didn't they, from Gold Coast, if I remember correctly?
4: When they were established? Yeah. Yeah, when GWS were established and when the Suns were established. Yeah, of course. Of course they had uh, greater access to the draft.
1: Okay so they had 43 picks there and everybody starts raving about the fact that people rated them for that well they were never going to have 43 champions stay at their club ever they and their the success in sydney is is limited every time they start to lose you watch them drop off and as you said I think they've won two between them, they've won two premierships in in 20 years or something and it's it's costing 60 million dollars plus a year to keep them going up there and then they ca- at Gold Coast, they can't get a crowd in the telephone box.
4: So we just let them wither on the vine then, uh, Steve, or do we, do we help them and do we grow the game and, and, and absolutely make it unequivocally Australia's number one game? Would that not, would that not benefit us all, do you reckon?
1: Did, did, did North Melbourne get the help that the Gold Coast have been getting?
4: I'm pretty sure North Melbourne have been getting a fair bit of help. In fact, I think that's upset a few people as well, Steve.
1: Did did Hawthorne get the Did Hawthorn get the help that the other people other clubs have been getting?
4: Yeah, North have had access to priority picks over the journey. Absolutely, they have. So amid much controversy.
1: I said Hawthorne, not North.
4: And, I, and I'm agreeing with you, Hawthorne. You
1: know, it's it's all a joke as far as I'm. It's a couple of guys who've got egos ego saying, oh, look, we set up these clubs and, and look how successful I've been. That's all it is, mate. Mm. They don't give a continental about anybody else. The clubs in Victoria, they get everything foisted upon. Them. And as I said, well, you know, OK, we can go back. You you made the statement at the end of what I was saying the other morning, and I, I agree. I'd love it to go back to the VFL on, on, that, on that parochial.
3: Steve, back-to-back days on Breakfast with Sammy Edmund. And Simon, I do see so your calls on this. I, I'm i not with Jared. I don't think the draft system needs overhauling. That I don't think it's, it's that broken. Um, after 10 years of being also-rans, the Gold Coast might finally be competitive for a change. I don't think... The joke is not the Gold Coast getting help. It's North getting pick three for Ben Mackay's compensation. I mean, that that is... You have to laugh at that. And if the West Coast want more first-round picks, I mean, trade up, move up, or don't pay overs for Tim Kelly, and then you don't waste draft picks. Gold Coast were smarter, they planned for this. Victorian teams, and I said this Monday, but I'll repeat it again, Victorian teams have won 15 of the past 17 flags, including the past five in a row. The grand final will forever be at the MCG, barring another COVID. So that's Victoria's forever advantage. And we could argue who would have won this year's grand final if it was on neutral ground or at the Gabba, And Collingwood got Nick Dacos cheap as a first-round pick due to the father-son rule. And they got him at pick four, which is pretty cheap, really, for Nick Dacos. And we can't get rid of the father-son rule. I mean, we celebrate it. We love it. We can't criticise it now and say, let's ditch it. So you have to have the father-son opportunity in the first round of the draft for the Nick Dacos' and Will Ashcrofts of the world. And we have to play the grand final at the MCG. I don't want that to change either. When the Gold Coast has won two flags in a row, I might be with a few of those that believe they got too much. Uh, this draft was unfair on the Victorian teams. But either you won a national competition or you don't. And if 15 of the last 17 flags have been won by Victorian teams, you can't say that the scales are tipped too far in favour of the Victorian teams, because half the comp's made up of non-Victorian teams, and they aren't winning flags left, right and centre. This is the first ever era where the Gold Coast might actually keep some draftees and win some games and pull a half-decent crowd. Maybe I'm a little biased because I've broadcast a lot of Gold Coast games with no crowd and no hope of them playing in the finals because we do get them, I get them a lot on Fox. Uh, but over the years, I mean, these, these are some of the guys they've drafted and lost. Tom Lynch, Dion Prestia, Stephen May, Charlie Dixon, Alex Keith, Josh Caddy, Peter Wright, Jager O'Meara, Jack Martin, Adam Sard. You know, Jack Scrimshaw, Cal Archie, Isaac Rankin. Uh, anyway, uh, your call's on it. you got a thought on this. Give us a call. Mark, Damien, Matt, Connor, we'll get to you all. Mark, welcome to you. Thanks for kicking us off for Midday Matters.
5: G'day, Dwayne. How you going, mate? Love the show. Hey, um, Thank you. It's a, national,
6: it's a national comp, so we're only as good as our weakest team. All these people complaining about Gold Coast. They've never even made the finals. What, what's the hysteria about?
3: I'm with you on that, Mark. And it, it's, not, it's not a guarantee that all these kids are going to be the next superstars of the competition. They might not all be Nick Dacos. I mean, the, remember, this is the Gold Coast. Yeah, they finally got a really good coach, Damian Harwick, and a list they might keep for a change. But they're not guaranteed a success. This is the Gold Coast, remember. It's the Bermuda Triangle of Australian sport. They haven't run off with Premiership Cup after Premiership Cup just yet. After 13 years of the comp, they've never played in the final. So I'm with you, Mark, on that. Uh, Damien in Strathmore, your thoughts, Damien?
7: Yeah, Dwayne, I reckon it's great that Gold Coast get those four young kids, and it's fair. But what's not fair is um, G.S. and luel who were Western Bulldogs and Hawthorne um, Academy picks, and they couldn't get them because they were picked inside the top 40. And the West Coast couldn't get their Academy guy either because they were picked inside the top 40. That's where it's unfair. The Victorian... All the other teams should be able to get access to their Academy players as well. You've
3: got to trade up into the draft to get a pick in that window so you can get them in the window, Damien. The West Coast wasted picks... Well, certainly one pick on Tim Kelly. I mean, they could have traded up to make sure they got their guy. What's the West Coast's excuse for not taking Lawson Humphreys, who was part of their academy and Geelong got him pick 63? Well, I mean, that you can trade up. You can trade up to make sure you're in the window. That's where the Gold Coast were smart. Uh, you know, tra- if you want these guys, trade up into the window to get them. That's my belief anyway. Uh, Matt, Notion Grove, what to you, Matt.
8: Yeah, g'day. Thanks, Dwayne. Thanks for your time. Um, as you know, I'm a massive Gold Coast Sun supporter. All week we've listened to the Victorian clubs wedging saying that we, we we gave up nothing to get these four academy kids. Well, a lot of Victorian members or supporters have got short memories. We actually gave up pick four and we gave up a lot of picks for other Victorian clubs to actually move up in the draft. So we did give up something. And, you know, as as you have said, for years we've had the guts ripped out of our team from Victorian interstate clubs. We finally get a chance to have locally grown talent staying at the Suns and we're having also players from Victoria and interstate signing on with the Suns because they can see that we're actually going somewhere. So they, they, they get everything handed to them. All of a sudden we get four guys who are, are going to be great but we, we we paid a price for it. We gave up pick four but plus we helped some Victorian clubs move up in the draft. So oh, I'm just this last three days listening to them whinging. It's just hilarious. Great to have you, Cole.
3: It's actually cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, I think we've got a full ball. We'll get to you all, Connor, Michael, Shane, Justin. We'll get to you all. Connor in Fitzroy, what can you do, Connor? Good day,
9: mate. It feels exhausting uh, we're talking about this big bias topic again. Uh, look, these clubs, interstate clubs, Gold Coast, GWS, they're always going to need assistance. Um, those parts of Australia are um, football dominated. And I think there just seems to be more of an understanding that they need assistance, not too much assistance, but it makes the comp unfair. But uh, the the person that rang, Sam Edmund, earlier in the show, completely disagree with him, just wanted to put that out there because these clubs, we've got a support city and there's a massive population there. And uh, if the game wants to grow and remain as the number one sport in the country, well, you
10: can't just leave these markets out of the equation.
3: No, and the academy system's worked and wasn't one on the text. The Bulldogs are doing a right out of Jamari Ugal Hagen. So, yeah, I mean, the academy system is there if you're smart enough to use it to your advantage. And there are some teams that have now used it to their advantage. St Kilda's got a couple of guys out of their academy and made sure they had the picks in the right spots to get them. And it's not just the Northern States. I mean, let's remember the Gold Coast... As I said, it's, it's the Bermuda Triangle of Australian sport. No one succeeds there. So the Gold Coast certainly haven't. The Brisbane Bears before the Gold Coast did not. So there's been two teams on the Gold Coast that haven't played finals, Bears and the Gold Coast. And the the Giants were going to win three flags in a row when they came in. They still haven't won one. Fremantle's played 29 seasons in the comp and still hasn't won a flag. So, you know, it's not... The Victorian side of things is still weighed in favour of Victoria... Uh, would Fremantle have been better off if that grand final against Hawthorne was not at the G? I mean, that's always got to be a Victorian team's advantage having that grand final at the G. Michael and Caroline Springs, welcome to you, Michael? G'day, Dwayne, how are you? Good.
11: Getting to the Gold Coast stuff, I don't think they got any advantage out of that draft. They just did what they, the rules allowed them to do. But in respect to North Melbourne, when Carlton was at one of its last end in 2015 without any assistance, Silvani was able to put together a, a trade period where we picked up, Wiedering, Mackay, Curnow, Cunningham and Jack Silvani and with no
3: assistance. And that's the sort of thing North Melbourne should have been forced to do. Yeah, well, North have got some nice help now. They're still going to have to coach them well and develop them well, but they do have a nice hand now. Uh, great to have you call, Michael, on it. We'll get to you all, Shane, and Mount Waverley. Welcome to you, Shane.
12: Yeah, hi, Dwayne. How are you going? Good. Yeah, I just want to defend North a bit. That Ben Mackay compensation pick... People should stop rubbishing on about that. That's just the system we live in, right? That, that's, that's agreed by the AFL. And the other point is that other teams, St Kilda, Melbourne, Carlton, they've all tanked for years and they've got all the number one draft picks that they like. Yet when North, you know, struggle, North have been a team that have battled hard to, to finish middle of the ladder for a long time. They've shown integrity in doing that. And to find one year, couple of years, that North actually get a bit of support, everyone jumps on them. It's just wrong. And if why, why couldn't North get access to our academy player, Riley Sanders? You know, why is it okay for Old Coast to get access to their academy players, but North not to? And one point about West Coast, people saying that West Coast didn't get support, they won the premiership a few years ago. And also, if they wanted more picks, they could have broken up that number one draft pick and got probably three or so picks in the top ten, you know? So or, sold, or
3: sold a player them. or two to try and get a pick. I mean, they can do that pre-the-draft, sell a player or two. Shane, I'm agreeing with you on if, if we want the draft system overhauled so there's not 29 picks in the first round, one of the first things that will probably go is not the father-son rule. That won't go. It's not the academy pick system. That won't go. What will go is probably the compensation will be looked at a little harder, and it will be the pick like North Melbourne got, which I'm happy for them to have. I don't think the draft system needs to be overhauled, but if it does get overhauled, it's getting pick three for Ben Mackay. That might be the first thing that gets overhauled in it. But again, I'm glad you got it, Shane, because I want you competitive as well, and I'm okay with 29 picks in the first round. Justin in Wandham, what can you you, Justin?
5: Dwayne, how are you, mate? Good. I don't, I don't really care what the AFL do, because the AFL are going to do whatever the AFL do, the draft probably needs a little bit, a little bit of tinkering with around the sides, and my team of premiers for another three hundred and how many ever days. But the one thing I won't, I don't like is using either last seventeen premierships because the six before that were won by interstate teams, so you can't really use the last seventeen premierships because if you go back to six years before that, Brisbane, 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 Port, Sydney, West Coast. So yeah, the reason, the the, but, the but
3: recent history, well, let's just say the last five. So let's just say under the current system of academies and father-sons in recent times, it's five zip. For Victorian teams have won the last five, if you don't want to go with 15 of the last 17. So what I'm saying is, Justin, the system we've got now, the system we're using now isn't broken yet. And I think the fact that Victorian teams have won the last five is part of the proof that I'm... Producing to say that it's not broken right now.
5: Well, I agree with it. They can. Yeah. They need to tinker a little bit. I think with the academy, with the academies and with the um, NGA academies and the Northern academies, but only a little bit. Um, that's all I'd do, and then leave the rest of it leave the rest of it alone, because um, I think Collingwood's list is in a fairly good spot with a few young players that didn't get much much of a go last year. So pick four.
3: Pick four was a steal it. for Nick Dakos, wasn't it, Justin? When you look at it.
5: Yeah, but. I mean. Yeah, absolutely. But they, the three teams before us could have bid on him, but they didn't. Um, I don't know why they didn't. But no, also, We're no. also looking at that in we're looking at that in hindsight too. If yeah, Nick that's Dacos
3: right. But why didn't the Giants bid? I mean, the Giants took Finn Callahan. Did they just not bid at pick three for Nick Dakos because they presumed he'd go to Collingwood? Did North Melbourne not bid for Nick Dakos at pick one? because they just presumed, well, Collingwood's going to take him anyway. I mean, Collingwood could have been made to pay a lot more. They could have had to have add, added picks 45, 49, and 52 to the batch of picks they used for Nick Dacos if it had been bidded for by North at pick one. But they took Jason Horne-Francis.
5: Yeah, well, that and maybe maybe uh, North did that so that Jason Horne-Francis gets the extra 20 grand for being, or whatever it is, for being the number one draft pick. Um, And I don't know why you'd have to ask the other clubs why they didn't bid. It's not Collingwood's fault. No, no, it's Um,
3: it's it's not Collingwood's fault. You're spot on. on. Sorry, Justin, I didn't want to cut you off there. To have the final say before we take a break?
5: No, but other teams have bid on other people's players and people have done it in the past. It, It is what it is. You've got to ask the clubs why they didn't do it. You can't blame Gold Coast for working with the system that the AFL give them. It's not Gold Coast's fault.
3: Exactly. Great to have you call, Darren, John, Pav, we'll get to you straight after the break You with Dwayne's World. And it's Midday Madness for Work Locker, Karen Downs and unlocked, Unlock Stockton, full of value. Work where for, wherever you work. Visit worklocker.com.au. Dwayne's
2: World with Dwayne Russell. We're right calls for Midday
3: Matters for Work Locker, Karen Downs and Packingham, Unlocked, Stockton, of Value, Workwear for wherever you work. Visit worklocker.com.au. Darren, on the Gold Coast. Welcome to you, Darren.
13: Hi, Dwayne. How, how are you?
10: Good. Um, I
13: just want to, um, I just don't understand the continued animosity against the Suns. I mean, everyone comes
14: up here on footy trips and what do they want us to fold? I mean, where would you rather go in June? Hobart or Gold Coast?
3: Yeah, well, I think it would be nice, Darren, to think that there might be a semi-successful era coming for the Gold Coast where they're competitive, drawing big crowds, retaining their players. Even if premierships aren't being won, they were at least competitive to the point that they made finals a few times. And I I think most footy fans would be on that side of the coin. But there are a few that are fairly hell-bent on the opposite. Darren, and there's been a call at a breakfast a couple of days in a row, on that idea that uh, it's too much at the moment and you've got it too easy. But again, 13 years in the comp without finals, surely you deserve a bit to go right for a change and keeping players and uh, homegrown, self-developed players is the perfect way to go as opposed to, you know, being given compensation to try and get outside players from other places around Australia that you might not keep. Uh, Appreciate your call. Uh, Great to have you on from the Gold Coast and good to hear so many people calling and texting in from the Gold Coast. Uh, Mark in Delahay. welcome to you. Mark, you got an idea for the draft?
0: Yeah, um, so, how are you, by the way, Dwayne? Good. (laughs) Um, So, I'm a little bit concerned about how many players Gold Coast. Now, I've got no problem with the academies. I think they do a great job developing all the players and all that kind of thing. But I, I reckon maybe it's time we cap it. Um, so they've got three players this year. Why can't we just have a situation where, OK, you can have, you can have a, uh, an academy of, say, 20, 30 players, um, but then every year you're only allowed to select two of those um, before even the draft begins. So it doesn't actually impact on the picks, and we're not having 29 picks in the first round of the draft.
3: Yeah, I think they need to keep their players, though, Mark. We don't want a situation where Tasmania comes into the comp. They've got seven local products who are going to be perfect for them when we tell them we can only... Sorry, guys, but you can only pick two. Yeah, no, I I understand that. But, I mean, I I know a
0: few blokes who who have been in uh, the academies up north. I think... And it sounds like that there's so many of those players that they have in those academies. Half of them just get a pair of footy boots and, a, and they, they just come for a training day or whatever. Um, it's almost like they're just, they're just going, oh,
3: well, well, we're going to monopolise this year. They're not really developing them. Um, well, they're know, not all guaranteed understand. to make it, though, Mark. But at least they get to stay local with a chance to make it. Now, they might not all end up as good as, you know, Nick Dakos. They might not all end up Jason Dunstalls who came from the Gold Coast. But at least they're going to be able to stay local to try and make it, and it, there's no guarantee they all end up staying on the Gold on the Gold Coast either. We've seen the Gold Coast lose homegrown players before, so they have, you know, they've they lost, lost Jack Bowes, even the Giants have lost local homegrown academy products as well. It's no guarantee that they'll all stay and they'll all be stars, and I don't think we want a situation. There's there's you know cries out, oh, they should only have got two of the before they got this year, the Gold Coast, what do we want in four years' time when Tassie come in? Do we want Tassie to only have access to two of the seven? Tassie had four guys in the, in the draft, or the first round of the draft this year. Four guys came from Tasmania. So you would think it would be a more perfect world if we had a system where Tassie ended up getting all four. Now, do you have a system where they've got to pay more? Maybe, Mark, maybe. Maybe Gold Coast should have been cleaned out of pick. So after pick 30... They had nothing left. All their academy players were theirs. You got nothing left, boys. That's all you got. But I think academy players, first and foremost, should be looked at as trying to keep homegrown products in places like that, including Tasmania. And can you have one rule for one and another rule for another with Tassie coming in a few years' time? Uh, Aaron in Sky, we'll get to you after the break. Jason in Pottsville, Pav in Bondi, we'll get to you all. It's midday, madness news time. Correction for me off the text: Dunstall was from Brisbane, not from the Gold Coast. Thanks for that correction. Aaron and Sky, you got a thought on this? Welcome to you, Aaron.
6: Hi, Dwayne. How are you, mate? Good. It's <laughs> on the on the whole situation with Gold Coast, I've, I've, maybe some part of me feels like people down here are a little bit annoyed at the fact that. If you look at every other sporting coach, probably bar the NRL, who's gone to the Gold Coast market, every single one of them has failed and eventually pulled out. I don't necessarily... I don't know for sure, but I suggest maybe some of the other comes from the fact that the NFL initially was confident and then maybe arrogant enough to think that, that we could thrive in that market where every other sporting team has not been able to do it and is continuing to pump money into Gold Coast. They're not going anywhere. I personally don't see them being successful or at least that successful for the next 15 to 20 years. I just don't know if the market breeds a successful environment. But as I said, that's just that's just my opinion. They've got a soft draw next year and a new coach, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and, Aaron, um, and I'm just actually just on that.
3: I'm, a, I'm actually with you on that. There's no guarantee they're going to be winning flags or be successful. I mean that there is something going on on the Gold Coast sporting wise in Australia that does make it the Bermuda Triangle for some reason. And if they can unlock. The magic and win a flag. Well, good on them. But there's no guarantee that they're going to win one.
6: No, and I, I said maybe one Premiership. I do not them having a dynasty. I, I said, it, I, like you just said, the New triangle, even in Titans up there just for whatever reason, just a completely un, unsuccessful. Uh, and that's a big rugby league market up in the northern states. And then just on what you were saying as well with the um, with the fifteen of the last seventeen flags. Being won by Victorian clubs, which is fine, but don't forget, we've only had three all Victorian grand finals since 2011, since 2010 or 2011. Mm. Um, so, interstate clubs have been good enough across the journey to be at, this point at the pointy end of the ladder in the season and make it. We just have this anomaly where it's one game at the end of the year. For the a three game series or a five game series, like basketball or baseball, the results might be marketably different. But you've got two hours, 120 minutes at the end of the season to get the job done, and for whatever reason, they're not. But they're still good enough to get there. I don't think that there's as great. They are, great... but they, always have
3: to, they quite often have to play the Melbourne based team with the home ground advantage on that one day, John, in that cutthroat moment.
6: Yeah, I, I'm not one that buys into the fact that you play at the MCG that there's a, a distinct disadvantage. A lot of the teams train on grounds out of the single side set up for the MCG, and I, I, don't, I, I don't personally look at it and go. Some of these teams, John, some of these teams play at the MCG once
3: a year, John. Some of these teams played once or twice a year at the MCG. So I'll, I'll agree to disagree with you on that. I, I think that there is an advantage for the Melbourne-based teams at the MCG. Brisbane, they've got a horrible record at the MCG. Some teams hardly play there. So when it comes to a grand final, I'd suggest that there was a little bit of uh, more of a, a Collingwood bias in their favour on grand final day. And if that was played on neutral territory, et cetera, we could argue about that as well. Great to have you call, by the way. I appreciate you jumping on. Jason in Pottsville, welcome to you, Jason. Are you there,
1: Jason? You're on the air. You're in New South Wales. Welcome to you. Yeah, I'm here, Dwayne, yeah. Look, I grew up in Melbourne, you know, a South Melbourne supporter, and then I live up in northern New South Wales. I've got a couple of points. I've got two sons who are in the Sons Academy in the hub here. And, um, like, for the boys, they were just, they were blown away the other night seeing Jed Walters and these kids that they've seen and they can relate to. Like, Nick Dacos is a Collingwood supporter. Like, they're Mad Swan supporters, but they're in the Suns, they're in the Sun's um, academy. And it's so good for them to be able to relate to somebody locally that, that they've seen. Um, their club footy that they play out, half the kids here in 17s and 13s, half the kids are still rugby converts who don't understand the game. And um, there's still so much for the growth up here that it's going to be a slow process and just because the son's got four kids in the academy in one, in one draft, that's not going to happen every year.
3: Now, Jason, I think there is, and I'll mention it on Monday and Tuesday, the essence of having a local hero is going to draw crowds and get kids to want to play. Having their local hero who, as you mentioned, they've known... For six, seven years, some of these kids have known these guys. They've been drafted. They're going to be their local hero. They're going to want to watch them play. And hopefully local heroes and a bit of success will draw a crowd on the Gold Coast. And let's face it, that's what we need, don't we? At least some relative success and some crowds on the Gold Coast and making it uh, a venue where they might sell it out occasionally. Or at least they sell it out when Collingwood goes up there. But Collingwood sells out stadiums everywhere. John? Pav, we'll come to you straight after the break here with Dwayne's World.
2: Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always great to have your company for Dwayne's
3: We're and for Midday Madness. The lines have been full from the outset, but uh, there's a few free now if you do want to jump on. Uh, 736 736, that open line brought to us by Kia. John in Mill Park, one of those who's been holding for a long time. So apologies to you, John. Welcome. Great to have you on.
15: Thanks, Dwayne. Thanks for taking my call, mate. Look, I agree with most of it. The...
3: That's a bad sign, John. Uh, we'll get you back, uh, hopefully. Uh, apologies to you on that. Pav in Bondi, welcome to you, Pav.
16: G'day, Dwayne. Uh, Just a little uh, break in programming talking about footy. I just want to shout out uh, a good mate who uh, started a run yesterday at 6pm from Grattan Park on Greville Street, and he's making his way all the way to Lawn. Um, uh, About eight years ago, he lost his beloved uh, wife, uh, Skye, to cancer. And one of her last wishes was to build their dream house in Lawn, um, which he's successfully gone ahead, and, and he's built it pretty much with his own two hands. And to celebrate it, and to raise uh, money to finding a cure to cancer, he's uh, embarked on a run from Grattan Park uh, in what is it, Turak, all the way to Lawn. And at the moment, I think they are about they're on the side of the road in uh, Belbury, Dwayne. So uh, I think you're out that way, are you not?
3: Yeah, so he's gone past my house. so I won't be able to wave to him uh, when he comes past, Pat, but a nice uh, little plug for you. What's his name or how can people jump on the website?
16: Yeah, definitely. Ah, uh, So it's Cameron Nugent who's doing the run. So if you're in that area, you'll see there's uh, safety cars, obviously, um, uh, drawing attention to him and he's run on the side of the road. He's currently on the Great Ocean Road as we speak. Um, but if you do want to hop onto Instagram and uh, search for Lawn with Love, um, and there's uh, the relevant links there where you can go and donate. Um, he wanted to raise $100,000, and by the middle of the night, they had already reached 100K, so now they're going mm. to 125K, and all of it we're going to uh, hopefully finding a cure for this beast uh, called cancer, Dwayne.
3: Great call, Pav. At least if he's at Belbray, he's uh, done the hardest part of it. He should enjoy the Ocean Road from there on in. Uh, Great to have you call, and thanks for jumping on to bring us some awareness of that. John in Mill Park's back. Welcome to you, John. Thanks for jumping back on.
15: Thanks, Dwayne. Thanks for taking the call again. Dwayne, look, as I said, I, I agree with most of the things that you say. That's why I love listening to you. However, you say that the draft system's not broken. It is broken because at the end of the day, when you look at the Academy picks, and in actual fact in this particular draft, two pubs two clubs have forced sixteen other clubs to go back between five and ten picks. You can't say the draft is not broken. It is. It's totally broken. So, which, totally so broken what, what right. do you
3: do away with? Do you do away with the compensation pick that North got for pick for Ben Mackay? Do you not give them pick three for Ben Mackay? There's one kicked out of the first round. Do you not go with the father son system where a team can bid, and then all of a sudden the team shuffles up to get their Nick Dacos in the first. Which one do you kick out so the, sh- so the bids don't keep shuffling back in order, John?
15: Well, you, you've got to turn around first and foremost and just make it a, a situation whereby... And, and, and by the way, it's not just the draft system that's compromised. It's the entire competition from the fixture... From yeah, no, I agree, you John, I, I agree with you on that,
3: John. I agree with you everything's compromised. But if you don't want the draft the way it is you're going to have to do away with all the compensation picks or father-sons in the first round. Otherwise, is that what you want? Not have father-sons anymore in the first round?
15: Yeah, you no, know, I, I think what you're going to give away is exactly that. You've got to find another way to allow the club that is, has got a father-son pick to either have a third-round pick that's got to be immediately given or a second-round pick. The 1st eighteen picks just should be set in concrete. There should be You know, no Jared, Jared said that,
3: John, but... And I, I'm fine in, with that in theory, but how do you do it? How do you not have someone who, if you bid for Nick Dacos at pick 15 in the first round and you use pick 28 and 30 to get him, then to shuffle up in the draft and you are jumping into and you're extending that first round by one pick and then someone else wants an academy player and then you're extending that by two picks. So how do you, how do you stop extending it? John?
15: Well, to me, you you can't keep doing... I mean, I'll give you a perfect example, Wayne. There's a club, and I'm not going to mention the club, had pick 25. They ended up at pick 35. You cannot do that.
3: Yeah, I agree agree with you, John. I agree with you. I'm 100% agreeing with you. Pick 25 shouldn't end up at pick 35. But what do you do away with to fix it? Do you do away with compensation? So North shouldn't have got pick three... For Ben McKay, they should have got picked 19 for him instead. And then do you do away with the father-son as well? Uh, so that's the you've got to come up with a system to fix it, John. You can't just say, I'd love the system fixed, and then not have the solution. So that's the issue. I'm with Jared and I'm with all of you. It would be nice if there was only 18 first-round picks, but you've got to do away with some stuff to get there. And I don't want to do away with father-son. And I don't want to do away with the academy system that allows the Gold Coast to get local kids playing for them, drawing local crowds and pulling local kids along to footy because they see their heroes there. And I don't want a situation where Tassie comes in year one and has seven players available but can only get two because that's the system we've got and five Tasmanian kids can't play for their local team. So, yeah, you've got to come up with a solution, John, not just tell us that there's a problem because we know there's a problem it's the solution, that's the issue. We'll take a break. You're with Dwayne's World. The right with you.
2: Bring back so cool. Dwayne's World with Dwayne
3: Russell. A couple of your solutions coming through on the text uh, pipe. Why can't we just say no academy players can be taken in the first round? We could say that, but then the dogs wouldn't have Jamara Yugel Hagen. If that was a rule, another one here, you don't gift North two picks at the end of the first round for being an ordinary club. That's from Ross, and that's a fair call. I mean, if we don't want the draft pick 15 to end up pick 25, uh, we don't want draft pick 20 to end up pick 40 because of how many picks have ended up slotting in, in between them all, then maybe you don't give a team compensation for a trade that happens like a Ben Mackay that ends up being pick three, so it ends up pushing the first round out. And maybe you don't give North those two picks. But what's the alternative there? If you don't give North those two picks, North just remain uncompetitive. And that's the issue. I'm okay with North not getting those two picks outside the first round. So, Ross, I'm with you on that text. Maybe that's the first place to start. Uh, Tony in two worlds. Welcome to you, Tony. How you going
5: there, Dwayne? Welcome back. Good to hear your voice again. Nice to be back. Yeah, um, yeah, I just went to Europe a few months ago, so I sort of feel what you were feeling. It was
10: pretty great. Hmm.
5: I just uh, rang the... Um, like, uh, yeah, I don't have a problem with the Gold Coast getting what they got. They need to get up there. I think that, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, Port didn't get much help in about 2007, and it was nearly a club ruiner. So, yeah, I think the guys have got to get helped a bit. Um, you know, like... Uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about Port's draft, actually, because we—I looked at the, uh, googled it this morning, and the, uh, the new list with the new seven names right down the bottom—they look like a pretty good, well-balanced group with like ready-made footballers and ready and young talented fellas. I think our our recruiters have done a magnificent job once again.
3: Yeah, Tony, it's a Port's got the list. Port has the list. Not a lot of excuses for Port next year. Another year of development into Jason Horn francis Uh, You'd think that Zach Butters is going to be a year better and be one of the best players in the comp. Uh, A better defence would help, but, yeah, Port, no excuses next year. Back with more of your calls after the break.
2: Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Thanks for joining me for Dwayne's World. Great to have your company for
3: Dwayne's World and for Midday Madness. We're heading back to your calls for another big hour of Midday Madness. Lines are full, so we will get to you. one three hundred seven three six seven three six for Werribee Kia or National Kia Car dealer of the Year, where the customer comes first. Craig in Tassie, Lockie on the road, Laura in Mill Park, Blackie in Doreen, Mick in Yalambi, Dave in Milton, Ross in Fremantle, uh, Peter in Doreen. We will get to you all. It's great to have so many passionate people for Midday Madness. It's the beauty of... Coming and doing this show every day. I love having a chat to you about the things that you're passionate about. And uh, we're heading down to Tassie to start us off for the second hour with Craig. Welcome to you, Craig. You got a thought on all this?
12: G'day, Dwayne.
6: How are you going? Long time, Good. first time.
3: Great to have you.
6: No problems. Look, we all know that the draft's compromised. And the reality is the compensation picks North got were due to the fact is if they had Will Ashcroft and Nick Dacos, would they have needed them? Probably not. So the only solution to me is that father-sons and NGA academies are banned from the first round. Compensation picks have to stay there because we can't have the clubs being raided for their top players. And that's it.
3: Yeah, Craig, in a perfect world, you wouldn't have a draft compromise with something like the father-son rule. But I'm so in love with the father-son rule. That's one of those that I don't want to give up. But I appreciate your rational thought process in that that that's probably the thing that has to go if we actually want the first round to just be the first round uh, i'm just not with you on doing it if i was in charge of the afl i wouldn't be doing it
17: lucky on the road welcome to you lucky yeah g'day do i thanks for the call, taking the call um just a quick one i just uh, what craig mentioned there i actually think it's a good thing to have the fuck son from go get because there's still compensation involved and I love it. I'm a Richmond supporter, so but I, I just love it as part of the game. So unique. With um, the, um, so the father-son, then you've got the academy. Uh, I think this is where you could make the real difference because compensation picks I disagree with altogether. But if you're going to have them, they're not four picks a year, if you get what I mean. Um, so what about with the, in, these academies? If it's run by the AFL, you do have obligations as each individual club to actually have support so Gold Coast do have an academy based in the Gold Coast it is with Gold Coast players around as would be Richmond, West, Western Bulldogs, GWS but it's an AFL setup. because I heard a guy call you earlier and he said he's got two kids at the Gold Coast Academy, is that right? Did I hear that? Yeah, we've uh, had a lot of calls yeah. this Sorry. week
3: about well, it seems like there's a lot of kids in that academy given how many calls we've had from fathers and associates of people that have got kids in that academy
17: Well, well, if if it's true, he mentioned the Sydney Swan supporters and it was just great to see someone come through that system. So if they see someone come through, it'll be a benefit to Gold Coast, but it'll be a benefit to the competition. So rather than everyone just feeling, you know, I mean, they're going to get rid of, it does seem ridiculous that Richmond Richmond got out of a lot of kicks, etc., but we were quite a way back. But at the end of the day, um, make the academies, AFL academies, that have stipulated that the clubs have to provide the equal level of support they're doing now and somehow make it that way. That way, they get picked up wherever, and it's great for everyone.
3: So what do you do when Tassie comes in, Lockie? Do you tell them that it's an, it's an AFL academy down there, and just because you've come through the academy doesn't guarantee you to play for Tassie?
17: It's a really good point. But similar to GWS and Gold Coast, you've got to give them some leg-ups for the first X period of time. So remember, so, Gold Coast, so that's one, that, three, that's, five. That's
3: the, that's the million-dollar question. What's the X period of time? Because we're 13 years into the Gold Coast and nothing's worked yet. They haven't played final. So that's the maybe, maybe it's this kind of investment, this long term investment that's going to take 13 years to pay off. That's the essence of it. Maybe finally it's paying off. So should we be all of a sudden saying the whole system needs an overhaul? And that's what I, I don't think we should be just off the back of the Gold Coast finally getting things right and maybe shifting things in their favour a little. For a team that has never had success, never played finals, 13 years in the comp, can't draw a crowd, can't keep their kids that they end up drafting from elsewhere in Australia. So finally, the balance is back in their favour. When they've won two flags in a row, then by all means, give me a call and say the bias has shifted too far in their favour. But let them make the finals first, I'd say. Appreciate your call. Lockie, got so many on the line, I want to get to you all. Mickey and Lee Lambie, uh, I know you want to talk about one of the draftees yesterday. We'll get to you. As well, uh, Ross has been hiding for an eternity in Fremantle. I better get to you, Ross. Welcome.
17: Good day, Duane. Um, yeah, the irony of talking about all of these equalisation measures when the AFL decided to extend the grand final licence to 2057 with the MCC. Really, they need to discuss that now that it won't be extended again, and the grand final, even though it's so far in the future, will go on a rotational basis. Otherwise, I think the WA Football Commission should start approaching people like a Twiggy Forrest or a Gina Reinhart for almost a rebel league to shake it up. Because if we want to be a national competition, wouldn't it boost these states like Queensland or WA or Tasmania if once in every five or six years they got to host the grand final? That would be a proper national competition and will give a team like Fremantle a chance of maybe winning a premiership one day.
3: Yeah, Ross, I can see in the long-distant future that we get a rotation system for the grand final somehow, whether it's one in every five or one in every four. But also the AFL, you know, to secure the long-term financial status of the game, had to do that deal with the MCG. It's still the biggest ground in the comp. So, you know, if someone wants to build a ground that's got 80,000, well, maybe we'll consider it. Maybe they should have built a bigger ground than 60 in WA, Ross. There's a lot of merit in what you're saying. Maybe it should be rotated sometime in the future, but it's still the home of footy, the MCG, and I still like the fact that it's there. So I'm a South Australian. Um, I don't want to rotate it through South Australia to a venue that only seats 50, to be honest, because there's 50,000 people that can't go to a grand final. But I appreciate you, call. Um, Laura in Mill Park, you got a thought on this? You're a Gold Coast Suns fan. Welcome to you, Laura.
18: Hey Dwayne, so I just want to say, like back about 18 years ago when I started umpiring on the Gold Coast, and I was doing field. Um, you know, PBC Palm Beach Corumban was not the club that it is now. There used
9: to be. You know, 50 cuffs with the players. I know of umpires that were personally threatened by parents and players, and they have come such a long
18: way, and they should be damn proud and should be celebrated. And it's disappointing that, you know, we're not focusing on that, that how much um, or how many good quality players are coming from such an awesome club. And, you know, it makes me proud to be a Gold Coaster um, at heart, you know, especially growing up there and seeing what the club has become. I just think they're, they're amazing. And I, ho- I just hope we get more come from there.
3: Nice to have you call, cool. Laura. Always great to have you on the program. Peter and Doreen, you want to talk about the draft? What to do you, Peter? Thanks for holding.
7: Yeah, hello, Yeah, and the, I haven't got a problem with the draft this year with um, the Gold Coast because they, they can't get any father sons. But I think they need to put a ceiling on it. Like Gold Coast has been in the cop now what 13, going on to the 14th year. After 20 years, no enju- no academy players can be picked. Maybe only one in each round, round one and round two, same as father sons. There's not many father sons that are coming through. But as for Tassie, if Tassie come into the when they come into the comp, they should be able to grab at least two um, academy kids in all rounds until they reach the twenty year mark. Because after twenty years, they could start having father sons as well. I think the mm. AFL is just going to put a ceiling on it all. Like you can't keep giving Gold Coast another four <laughs> academy. Guys, next year I understand they've got no father sons, but say, right, oh, after 18 years, 20 years, you've never had players that have left the club, they're going to have kids, they'll probably be around like, 17, 18 year old, so they could be drafted as a father son, but make it a limit of one father son and one academy pick in round one and round two. That's it. Appreciate your call,
3: Peter. See, I don't think you need to be making rules to make sure that the Gold Coast don't become too successful at a point where they haven't even made the finals yet up to 13 years. Uh, as I said a few times, if they've won two flags in a row in four years' time, then maybe we'll address it then. But right now, I, I think it's a shadow we don't need to jump at. Blackie and Doreen, you there, Blackie? Hello, Dwayne. Hey, I th- there's one
11: thing that oh, I find a bit amusing about the draft and, you know, matching bids. So give you an example. For example, Club A, Let's, we'll just use Nick Dacos. Um, Nick Dacos um, is 17, going to get drafted next year. Everyone knows he's a gun. Collingwood this year, trade their first round pick because they know it'll get chewed up by having to match next year. So, so you've got clubs that are you know, smart enough a year or two in advance to start trading out first round picks and other picks what should have happen, I think what should happen with a father-son and an, ex, you know, uh, an academy kid is, right, Gold Coast, you're going to pick Jed Walter, he, he's a first-round pick. At a minimum, you've got to give up this year's first-round pick and then make up the difference. And that might mean you've then got to give up a second or, or, or a third-round pick. If you've got another boy, a father-son or an academy, he goes in a first-round pick, you're going to have two, two first-round picks. And if you don't, oh well, he's open to opened up to everyone. this thing of clubs in advance trading off picks because they know it's gonna get queued up. So the Bulldogs knew they were gonna get Hugo Hagen the year before. What did they do? They traded their first round pick because they knew it was gonna get it was gonna get swallowed up. So what they did is they double dipped. They traded their first round pick the year before and got really good stuff for it, and still got Ugall Hagen and gave up Whatever gave up, uh, you know, picks that were, you know, third and fourth round picks, ridiculous. Dwayne. you've got to, If, if you can take plays, and the way you get a, a bit of value, it, Jed Walter is not worth two third round picks. He's worth a first round pick. He's worth what he is, a, a pick two. So Gold Coast don't have that, but they they should have a first round pick and then tie another pick to it.
3: That that way yeah, you're a in the system. There's a discount system right now being used that can be scrapped easily, Blackie. I agree with you. I'll save you going on because I've got a full board. Um, I agree with you. There needs to be more paid. So let's just put that on the table, 100%. More needs to be paid for these first-round picks if you're going to use them. And if you've got two first-round picks, you're going to have to come up with or trade more players and get more picks. I mean, what do the West Coast Eagles do, though? I mean, they, they, they're, they're blaming everybody else. And they didn't get Daniel Curtin. But they could have traded up to get him, surely. They used pick one for Harley Reid. If you really wanted Daniel Curtin, well, find yourself another first-round pick. And if you don't trade up to get into a spot where you can get him as a pick eight, well, don't blame everybody else. So that's the essence of this as well, I agree with you. Ollie Wood, she's been good enough to join me. He's going to join me straight out of the break. He's the new recruit for the Cats, or one of their gun new recruits. He's a local kid taken from Barwon Heads, and he's joining us next.
2: Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always great to have you
3: company for Dwayne World. Heading back to your calls for Midday Madness shortly. But Ollie Wucci has been good enough to join us from the Bellarine. Played for Bowen Heads, 51 goals in 18 games. He was a surprise selection by the Cats at pick 61 yesterday. And he's been good enough to join us. point to you, Ollie. Great to have you on.
19: Dwayne, how you going, mate?
3: I'm damn good, but not as good as you must feel right now. How do you feel? <sighs>
19: Hi, uh, yeah, I'm pretty over the moon right now. Lots of words.
3: So, you, when do you start training? You're a local kid, so you're only down the road. It's, it's like your whole world just tipped on its ear.
19: Yeah, so just uh, 25 minutes down the road. Um, we're in here today, actually, just did a heap of screening and stuff like that. Get to know the players, um, and then we're in on Monday.
3: Did you know it was coming?
19: Um, oh, I had a bit of an idea, a bit of an indication from Wellesley um, on the night. I was actually on the tools on Tuesday, um, got home and then got the phone call that saying that you might be picked up. So got all the boys over and the family and yeah.
3: So everyone kind of knows everyone down this neck of the woods. So do you do you know Wellesley? Does a family friend know Wellesley? Do you know Andrew Mackey? Do you know Sean Grigg? I know you know Maddie Scarlett who was an assistant coach down there.
19: Uh, no I don't know any of those boys um, I just met them throughout the year through Scarlett so yeah no I don't actually know them
3: Do you think it was an advantage for you to have Scarlett as an assistant so the best eyes on you that could possibly be on you?
19: Yeah I definitely think so um, I definitely had a few opportunities to go in and play GFL and play high quality footy but um, I decided to stay in BFL because I knew Maddie Scarlett was coming down and um he put a few a few good words in for me, I think, so yeah
3: fifty one goals in eighteen games, including twelve against Matawari. so you did have a pretty
19: good year, yeah, yeah, um, I was lucky enough to kick twelve, I think fairfield were in junk time, but um yeah, uh Sammy Shaler and Mitchell herbison, the coaches down at and um chucked me in the forward line a fair bit this year, so um yeah, I was lucky enough to get on an interview, which is good.
3: how are you going to go on? pristine grounds with no mud and wind and new footies every kick.
19: <laughs> um, yeah, I, had a few, I picked up a few uh, footies today and I didn't find a bad one. So, um, but yeah, the ground looks unreal. I can't wait to get out there and start chucking some laps.
3: So you were at the Falcons. You played a few games for the Falcons back in 2021. Uh, why, the, yep. why the hiccup? Why the little spell that you've had to get back into the system?
19: Um, I think, I don't know, the first year of Falcons was COVID, so we didn't actually uh, play at all. And the second year, I think I played about seven games and just injuries, the stop start with the lockdowns and stuff like that. Um, and then I just went back to what I loved and, which was playing footy with my mates, playing a bow on heads and just played for the love of the game. Um, didn't take things too seriously. And then, um, had an all right year. Um, we won lucky enough to win the flag and then Scala was down there. So I thought I might give it a crack.
3: So they tell me you've got a big tank, you put your head over the footy, and you well, you know where the goals are. Uh, Well, let's just cut to the chase. They reckon you've got a few tricks, Ollie.
19: Yeah, I'd I'll, yeah, I'll like to take a hanger here and there. Um, but yeah, I definitely need to put on a bit more sides, I reckon. I'd like to run, and yeah. A yeah.
3: little bit of Stevie J, they reckon, in you.
19: Oh, I wouldn't say him. Yeah, I'm not really sure who I'd compare myself to, but definitely not (laughs) Stevie Not as good as him. (laughs) (laughs) How's your
3: confidence level going in, Ollie? I mean, you you obviously have to pinch yourself, but when you get in there and start training, you've got just as good a shot at playing it in round one, theoretically, as anybody else. So you have to have your confidence in yourself before anybody else has confidence enough in you to pick you.
19: Yeah, well, I think... um, going with the mindset of, you know, you're just as good as anyone here. And um, they picked you for a reason. So, yeah, I'm just going to put my head over the ball um, and, yeah, do the best I can and hopefully maybe play a game this year.
3: What do they call you down there at Bowen Heads? Are they going with the blade or what are they going with? What was that, sorry? What's the nickname they're running with for you down there at Bowen Heads?
19: Oh, they got Ferret going, little Ferret. (laughs) Do you mind me
3: using that round one When you front up for the Cats in your opening game Are you you okay with me going with Ferret or not?
19: (laughs) Yeah, you can go with that Um, I think Dan Donati would like that, my old coach Um, Yeah, he'd get around that for sure He was the one that made it up, I think
3: Well, let's hope the Ferret gets a game early, Uh, Ollie Congratulations on being drafted Uh, The Cats have done it again Stephen Wells has done it again And uh, how's your family and friends right now? You're going to have to get a few tickets together
19: yeah, yeah, well all my pretty much all my family are diehard cats fans. So, um yeah, there'll be a bit of tension in the house if I do um get a game.
3: <laughs> Were you a cat fan? Who was your favorite?
19: Yeah, I was a cat fan for sure. Um there's a few you know, Joel Salwood, uh Tommy Stewart, love him. He was, you know, in a similar position to me, so um I look up to him and yeah, Scarlett obviously and yeah.
3: Great to have you on, Ollie. Congratulations again. Can't wait to see you at HBA Stadium at a training session in the, the coming weeks. We'll talk soon.
19: No worries. Thanks for having me. There you, guys.
3: That was the ferret, Ollie Woodshire, drafted by the Cats at pick 61. Big surprise. Pulled him out of the BFL. Yep, the BFL, the Bellerin Footy League, playing for Bowen Heads. We'll take a break. Back to your cool In fact, David Milton's been holding for an eternity. Mick and Yulambi as well. So i better get to both of you before the break. You there, Mick? We'll start with you. I think you've been holding the longest.
12: Thanks, Delane. Um You there, mate?
3: Yeah, you're on the air, Mick. Right. Welcome to
12: you. Yeah, I just want to talk about um, the second-round draft rookie pick, uh, Finbar Marley. Uh, he's only 20 years old, mate. He's only played three years of footy at Preston and Nelson, And uh, with a basketball background, and he... Um, he blew the uh, grand final apart in the Northern League for Alpham, kicking six goals. And uh, and after all of that, he, he did a he had a spider bite that put him out of football for ten weeks in the season. So it's, it's a great little story.
3: That's a nice story, Mick. And we've had a
12: few of them. Will he go alright? Well, he's got a, he takes a fantastic mark and he can kick a ball, kick six goals, and just tore the game apart in the grand final. So North Melbourne must have had a bit of a look at him, and uh, they've grabbed him. Mm.
3: Hey, nice call, Mick. Um, got a few things to give away that I haven't given away yet. So hold the line. We've got something for you. You've got, a, well, either a family pass to the WBBL Melbourne Stars game on Saturday, November 25, or a Batoki ham. It simply wouldn't be Christmas without a Batoki ham. Or a Signet Boost Power Bank, valued at 44 A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. Need a break for news. And we're going to head up to the Australian PGA to get an update as to who's top of the pops when it comes to the leaderboard. I think Adam Scott's up there. Minwoo Lee is up there as well. Uh, Cameron Davis has had a three-under round. He's back in the clubhouse. We need to get there quickly. David Melton, though, holding for a while. We'll get to you in before the news. Welcome to you, Dave.
10: G'day, mate. How you doing? Just before this draft
3: stuff, Doesn't the
15: AFL, a week before the draft, get rid of all the father and sons and academy picks and get that all sorted out? So a week later, when the draft starts, all that stuff's gone and everyone can
10: have their picks.
3: So, Dave, it's not a bad solution, and I've heard it from elsewhere. So I, I do like the idea that if you've got a father-son, uh, they need to be able to work out exactly what he's worth before the draft. He doesn't get included in the first round or the second round. You just end up coming up with a pick for him. In that situation, Dave, so for the example of maybe Nick Dakos, who everyone thought was the best player in the draft, and Sam Darcy, who are both father-sons in the top four, he might have ended up having a situation where More got paid for Nick Dacos than pick four. So it might have been arranged pre-draft that Nick Dacos was actually worth pick one, which would mean that Collingwood would have to pay more for him and it's not relying on someone else bidding for him before Collingwood have to come up with the points, Dave.
6: Yeah,
15: I know. But it's unfair that Collingwood's getting Nick Dacos. So however they get him, bad luck. That's the way we get him. You know what I mean? Like, You know, I'm actually
3: agreeing with you, Dave, on saying that that if he's worth pick one, then why have a silly system where we have to wait for someone to bid for him and then if no one bids for him, because they all think, well, was going to take him anyway, so we're not going to bid for him at two and we're not going to bid for him at three and we're not going to bid for him at four. So we get a situation that he ends up getting picked at pick four or five or six or seven when he's really a pick one. I don't mind that system, Dave, where the father-son's and the academy picks it's a pre-arranged, pre-draft thing, and they are taken out of the first round. I don't mind that at all. And hold the line, i uh, got something for you for it, because I'm, I'm glad that got mentioned again. It got mentioned on the text a day ago, and uh, it's worthy of the AFL throwing that one up as an option. You've got a Batoki ham as well coming away. It simply wouldn't be Christmas without a Batoki ham. Back with more after the news. Back to your calls, one three hundred seven three six seven three six For more Midday Mantis, for Work Locker, Karen Downs and Pakenham, unlock Stockton full of value. Work for wherever you work. Visit worklocker.com.au. Always great to have your company, for Dwayne's World. Uh, great to have a chat to Ollie Wiltshire, we'll the ferret. Um, gee, the nicknames have been coming thick and fast in this draft. So we had Cal Shadier on the program yesterday telling us that his nickname they thought was going to be Killer, uh, Cal Shadir. We had Liam Fawcett on the program yesterday saying that his nickname is The Force, not Farrah, as in Farrah, Fawcett, or The Tap. Nick Watson's The Wizard. Riley Sanders has been celebrated as the Colonel, Colonel Sanders, which is funny. Ethan Reed called himself the Unicorn on draft night, and Colby McKercher, the Big Cheese, was drafted pick two. One 1-300-736-736. It's good to have nicknames back. Um, what are the greatest nicknames of all time? What are the what's the top ten? Nicknames might be on the way back. I mean, the Ferret just give, gave me permission to call him the Ferret. And uh, Liam Fawcett yesterday gave me permission to call in the Force round one if he ends up getting a game for the Tigers. one three hundred seven three six seven three six Or if you're on the text machine, give me your top ten or some of the best nicknames of all time, the ones that we can go with on air, um, as opposed to the ones in the old days that you couldn't go with these days. I mean, some of the great names that we've had, you know, Kevin cowboy Neil, uh, Mick Nolan was the galloping gasometer because it was huge. Um... Uh, Bruce Lindner was the president, got to play with the Prez for quite a while. Crackers Keenan, I love that nickname. Um, the Ghost Jim Jess, uh, Sticks Kernahan. Molly Meldrum, Paul Meldrum. Give me your nicknames, 1300 736 736 on the open line, and we'll have a bit more Midday Matters with you and send them through on the text for 40 weeks and temper. 0433 98 get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 winks serious about sleep. Nick in Burnside's got one for me for Dan Curtin. What to you Nick?
6: Yeah, afternoon's, Wayne. It has to be iron, as in the iron curtain, because he's such a good defender. Nothing's going to penetrate his defence, surely.
3: I like it, Nick. Uh, we'll be asking him that as soon as we get a chance to have a chat to him. Nick, uh, sorry, Dan, the iron curtain. Love it. Jared in um, Karungang. What to you Jared? <laughs> How's it going?
10: Good, what have you got, got for It's got to us? be the Lizard. It's got
3: to be the Lizard. Oh, what a... Exactly, Jack lizard. Hold <laughs> the line. We've got something for you. That is the best nickname going around right now. Uh, I don't know what we've got in the prize cabinet, but hopefully we've got something. Steve in Diamond Creek. Are you there, Steve?
13: Yeah, Dwayne. Love your show, mate. Uh, what about Pants? Darren Mullane. Best nickname ever.
3: Thanks for your call. Back with more of your calls and your texts right after the break. You're with Dwayne's World.
2: Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell.
19: Oh, they got Ferret going. Little Ferret.
3: Do you me mind ferret, me using mate? that round one when you are front up for the Cats in your opening game? Are you, you okay with me going with Ferret or not?
19: <laughs> yeah, you can go with that. Um, I think Dan Donati would like that, my old coach. Um, yeah, he'd get around that for sure. He was the one that made it up, I think.
3: Nicknames are back. The Ferret, Killer Deer, The Force, Liam Fawcett, uh, The Wizard, this year's draft, The Colonel, Riley Sanders, the unicorn Ethan Reed. Uh, hopefully there's going to be some that are up there with the best of all time, and they're coming through thick and fast on the text as well. Um, Tulip for Robbie Flower. Uh, Conan for Gary Ayers. Tilt for Rod Carter. Uh, Money Bags for Tyson Goldsack. Uh, the Dominator goes without saying. Um, the Cranium Mill Hannah, There's a couple that Rex Hunt came up with. The, the Mediator for Troy Makepeace. If you've got some of the best of all time, by all means, uh, send them through 0433 98 1116 Or give us a call, one 736 736 as Rod from East Bentley is done. Welcome to you, Rod.
6: G'day, Dwayne. Love your show, mate. Uh, listen, this bloke's still playing. He's still pretty sharp, and he plays for your old mob. Who is it?
3: Um, my old mob. Um, no, I've got, I can't guess. Rod, who is it?
6: The sharp man, the Tomahawk.
3: The Tomahawk, love it Rod, there's a ripper, there's a few good modern day ones as well like, well the Lizard got mentioned, but Buddy is one that kind of we forget about because it was, I mean, you, some of these guys have got nicknames that you even forget what their first name is, or was, because you just call them Crackers, Ken and, and Molly Mildred. Greg and Heelsville, are you there Greg? Yeah mate, yep, sure am.
10: Mate, i will got a couple real quick for you, um, you sort of,
6: Stole me thunder a little bit
3: there with the old tilt, old Roddy Carter. But I do have a couple for you: Gary Ablett Senior, God, and um, Sean, Bill, Sean. Nice, Burgoyne, Mr. Silk. Yeah,
10: Silk. Sean Yeah. Burgoyne. Yeah. Silk's a ripper. Good
6: modern day one as well. Greg, Andrew, and
10: Roms, are you there, Andrew? Yeah. G'day, Dwayne. Um, Sean, Sean Nice. Uh, when Brian Peake went to Geelong, you think they was pasties? Pasties, peak <laughs>
3: Yeah, because he came over too late. Uh, nice one, Andrew. That's a ripper. Love it. Tommy Whittles, see you there, Tom? Hey, mate, how are you? What about Spider Everett? Yeah, there's been some good spiders. Spider Burton, Spider Everett. been a couple of rats as well, Andrew Buse and Johnny Platten. Uh, the fleas come through on the text as well. Uh, the Flying Dutchman, Paul Vanderhaar, that's a ripper. Uh, like Superboot came through on the text. Now, that is one of the great old times. Super boot. Adrian and Kolak, you there, Adrian?
9: Adriana.
3: Adriana, welcome to you, Adriana. How are
18: you? Um, what about Rene Kink, the Incredible
9: Hulk?
3: Nice one, Adriana. Hold the line, we've got something for you. A Signet Boost Power Bank coming away down to Kolak. Signet Boost Power Bank's available at forty-four ninety-five. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24 uh, 7. Tony Webbick's been good enough to join us because the Australian PGA Championship opening round is well and truly up and running, and there's some surprises on the leaderboard, as well as some of the usual suspects like Adam Scott. Let's get an update. Uh, Tony's been good enough to join us. Great to have you on, Tony, um, PGA of Australia, senior writer and Australian Golf Digest contributor as well, if you want to read some of Tony's stuff. Welcome to you, Tony. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Dwayne. Afternoon. How are you? I'm great. It's great to have you on as well. And we're talking about names. You better explain to me the leader right now, how you pronounce it, and whether he's got a nickname.
14: Apparently, his nickname's Joey. So that's going to probably get a good run the next few days if he stays where he is at the moment. So, uh, yeah, Joel Moscatel Nashon from Spain is, uh, is our leader at the moment. He's just finished the Nate under par round of 63, which matches the course record here at Royal Queensland. So, Not a name we expected to see at the top of the leaderboard at this point, but might be a good story behind him anyway.
3: So tell us a bit of his story, and you mentioned that it wasn't expected. Uh, Firstly, the usual suspects. I mean, there's some superstar Aussies in this event, Adam Scott, uh, among them. Um, How's he going, Adam Scott? Is he in the clubhouse? I understand he had a pretty good round.
14: Yeah, absolutely. Adam's in at five under, so he's three shots off the lead at the moment, and Minwoo um, Lee, who we thought was going to be our early leader at seven under, um, posted 64 as well. So they're both really well positioned um, after their first rounds. Our defending champ, Cam Smith, had a frustrating day out there today. He just couldn't get much going after his early start and shot two over. But he knows his way around Royal Queensland very well, so I'd expect him to turn, start turning that around tomorrow. But he's uh, yeah, he's starting round two a little bit behind.
3: And how is our flying mullet going while we're talking about
14: nicknames? Who, Jed? Hey. Oh, 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 Cam. You mean Cam Smith? Or? Was... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How's he going? Yeah, no, he's two, he's two over. So he's uh, yeah, had a frustrating day oh, out there beautiful. today, but yeah, he's um, he'll, uh, he'll he, I imagine he'll start to turn that around tomorrow.
3: Yeah. So where did he go out? When did he start? When did his round start? Early on, or?
14: Yeah, Cam was out in the second really group early, off the tenth. Yeah, six ten right. a.m. up here, which perfect time of weather perfect time of the day up here it was was nice and sunny we got a bit of a shower midway through the round but once you get past that 3am alarm it's uh, it's a beautiful time for golf
3: so the condition's going to be better this afternoon from my side at least looking at the tv coverage uh there's the flags aren't really fluttering that strongly and uh it is a little overcast but it looks like pretty good conditions
14: yeah pretty good scoring conditions today There's, there's a bit of softness in the in the turf, due to the rain we've had the last couple of days, but um, not too much rain today. Just a little shower this morning. Um, Steamy out there, it's quite humid. But um, otherwise, it's yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good weather for golf, and I think that's why we're seeing yeah such good scores so so early in the tournament.
3: And the galleries, how are they looking? Because we've been talking a lot about Cam Smith and uh, Live and what's done for golf. Uh, what are the galleries like?
14: Really, really good. Yeah, I actually, I thought. Probably that early 6 a.m. T time well, it didn't quite match up to what it was like last year when, when Cam came home as the Open champion. But talking to a couple of players as they finished, They actually think the overall crowd now as we're getting through the middle of the day is actually bigger than last year. So um, with all our Aussie stars back and a nice sprinkling of international players um, from the DP World Tour, but I think I think the fans have really latched onto that and they've come out in droves again. So I think the party hold by about 3 o'clock this afternoon will be well and truly rocking
3: so, how's the love now in golf uh, with the two parties that were at loggerheads for a long time? Is uh, is the love back? Is it is it overall now heading in the right direction?
14: I think it's heading in it's heading in a direction. We'll say that it's sort of a, there's still a split in the game, which I guess is unfortunate. But um, we're in the fortunate position, I guess, down here that um, players from from Live Golf are able to play our tournaments. So, Wakin Neiman, who plays on Live Golf, um, he's in a tight rate at the moment, quite prominent in the leaderboard. So the great thing from the uh, Australasian tour perspective is that we're offering world ranking points these next two weeks and players from around the world are recognising that. So we've got an enhanced world ranking um, allocation this week. So guys can really make a move on that top 50 in the the, uh, world rankings, which gets into the Masters uh, next April.
3: Tony, great to have you on. Sorry didn't hear your initial report on Cam Smith, but uh, I lost you for a second, but have got you there loud and clear now. We'll talk to you soon. I appreciate you jumping on.
14: Thanks, Dwayne. There's a few mullets up this way, so never really sure who you're talking about.
3: <laughs> no, <that's> pretty, <laughs> your time. Tony Webbick joining us, our senior Australian PGA writer and Australian Golf Digest contributor, uh, Colleen and Eltham, uh, Peter and Tyab. We'll get to you before the break. Are you there, Colleen?
9: Yeah, Dwayne, I've
19: got a a really good nickname, my favourite. It's for John Eels, the um, ex Australian captain in rugby. His nickname was Nobody, because Nobody's Perfect.
3: Nice one, Colleen. Peter and Tyab. Yeah, g'day, Dwayne. Guy I I used to bowl with uh, said no
6: nickname, had ever sticks, so I called him Teflon.
3: Nice work, Peter. Uh, Great, to have so many contributions on the text as well. I appreciate all of your calls for midday, man. It's been a fun couple of hours, I've got to say. Let me race through a few texts. been trying to read a few texts and chat about the PGA and get these ad breaks uh, done and dusted as well. We've still got one to go and still got a couple of callers on the line, so we'll try to get you after uh, we take a break. But uh, a couple here on Camperelli Twins coming through. If they stop the Camperelli Twins coming to Carlton, I'll give up the game. So that's another one on the father-son side of things. Uh, it balances back in your favour sometimes at your club. Dwayne, father-son is a total inequity that should be scrapped. AFL is a multi-million dollar industry where, through sheer luck, no team should be given a huge advantage over another. So that's from Colin, who wants it scrapped. Uh, give, get rid of the draft and go back to zones. That's from Jeff. Um, what about uh, Pipe and All Sincerity? Um, I don't mind the Gold Coast getting picks, but I'm totally against North getting all those picks that they didn't even finish on the bottom of the ladder and got. Uh, Dwayne, it's not about the Gold Coast. It's about the teams at the bottom of the ladder that need assistance and need uh, the the extra assistance to climb the ladder. Uh, Dwayne, there's an argument, Dwayne, that in a professional competition in 2024, the father-son rule is outdated. I don't know of any other professional competition in the world that has that. Hi, Dwayne, all for reviewing the draft rules, just not until 2025. Camp early boys to the blues, and nothing should change that. Uh, Dwayne, just to clarify my earlier call, my boys are one of the, uh, in one of the Suns Academy hubs. We pay for them to be in it, and they still have to be selected, and it's limited numbers. It's only a pathway to being selected to join the Suns Academy teams. The best thing about it is that the kids... Uh, get to be better footballers as local football here is a much lower standard than the Victorian club football in 2023. Half the kids still playing with them, still don't get the game um, they have from Rugby League. It's a national game not the VFL anymore. Uh, it's a long text but I appreciate you sending that through Jason and uh, trying to read as many texts as possible at the same time. Need a break? Wrap it all up. Midday matter Still a big hour to come. You're Dwayne's Well.
2: Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell.
3: been a pretty wild couple of hours. It's had so many texts come through. It's been hard to read them all. I do read them all, so uh, I appreciate you sending so many through. Uh, can't quite read them all on air, but there's been uh, a ridiculous amount on what the AFL should do to change the draft system. Quite a few coming through also saying that uh, they don't want the father-son rule scrapped. In fact, quite a few Carlton supporters as you'd expect, coming through, saying they certainly don't want the father-son rule scrap given the Camparelli boys are coming through. So it depends on your club and your club's circumstance, of course. Hi, Dwayne. Father-son picks are fantastic. Can't wait to see the Camperelli twins next year. Cheers, Dean. Thanks for that, Dean. And uh, that text machine number, if you want to send through some more texts and have me scurrying through them again during the news break, 0433 98 11 16 is the text machine number brought to us by 40 Winks and Temper. T-E-M-P-U-R, Temper, if you haven't checked out the entire Temper range. Mattresses and pillows like no other. You can go and lay on them at your local 40 Winks or check them out online as well. Get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks, serious about sleep. And that open line, so many callers on it as well. Pretty passionate today as well on that Worry be here open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. if you'd like to join me. After the 2 o'clock news, then jump on now. That line brought to us by Werribee Kia. Werribee Kia, what a national Kia car dealer of the year where well, the customer comes first and they're all down there. David, Janine, uh, Janine Aid, Joey, they're all down there. If you want to drop in and see the team at Werribee Kia, make sure you tell them we sent you. And Midday Madness, done and dusted for WorkLocker, carrying downs and packing them. Unlock Stockton, full of value. Workwear for wherever you work. Visit worklocker.com.au. Midday Madness over for today. Back for more Midday Madness tomorrow. But another big hour of the program to come. We'll have a chat to former Rue Jack Marnie who's heading to the Gold Coast. We'll talk some or well, some other sport as well. Lost in the watch still to come. Sophie Conway from the Lions AFLW team as well. So uh, stick around another massive hour on Dwayne's World.
2: Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always great
3: to have your company for Dwayne's World. The nicknames still coming through. Uh, there's going to be some good ones added from this year's draft. Given our chat with the ferret earlier on and the force, enforce it yesterday, uh, quite a few coming through. Sauce, Captain Blood, Pebbles for Sav Rocker. Uh, really appreciate how many people are taking the time to send through a text. Quite a few, of course, um, nicknames invented by the great Rex Hunt on 3RW, and uh, quite a few from Lou Richardson Co., the great commentators of days gone by, but it seems like the nickname might be back. Heading back to your calls shortly as well, especially for Lost in the Wash. Heap of stuff we probably should have got to by now, but haven't got to yet. But Jack Marney's going to join us first. Gold Coast Suns draftee, former Roo. He was cut by the Roo's, but he's been given a lifeline yesterday in the rookie draft. Jack, great to have you on, and congratulations on being picked up.
8: Thanks, Dwayne. Appreciate it. it's very exciting times.
3: Did you know it was coming?
8: Uh, I had an inkling. i never you're never 100 percent sure it was footy, but there was good chance that uh, yeah, I was going to be able to come up north.
3: You were quite in. You were injured a bit last year. Had shoulder injury and a, had shoulder surgery at one stage last year.
8: Yeah, so I dislocated my shoulder in the pre-season and then um, was able to come back play a few games, but then unfortunately did it again. Um, midway through the year, and had surgery, which ended my year. So it was unfortunate, yeah.
3: But it's fine now. Have you done a fitness test for them before they drafted you?
8: Uh, I didn't do a medical as such, but I've um, seen the surgeon a couple of times um, when I was back in Melbourne. That's all been cleared off now. So yeah, all good to go for the preseason.
3: So I moved to the Gold Coast, which doesn't sound like a bad spot to be moving to.
8: No, I can't complain at all. Got up here last night, actually. It was a quick turnaround, um, and it's already been down to the beach today, and the sun's turned it on, so it's very nice.
3: (laughs) So you're going to obviously settle in. Is this a bit of a wildfire for you? You're going to have to find a house and find a place and get your stuff moved up there. you I'm obviously going to be on fairly limited money, given that uh, you're on the rookie list, essentially. Um, but it's still worth it for your dream to continue.
8: Yeah, 100% worth it. I think it's a great opportunity um, to get another go at AFL footy, which I'm super excited about. Um, yeah, in terms of living, there's a bit going on. I've got to sort through, get my car up here um, probably post-Christmas. I have just packed a bag with some clothes last night. So, yeah, there's a fair bit to sort through.
3: Have you had a look through the facilities? It's a It's a brand-new club in essence.
8: Yeah, I haven't been in just yet. I think I'm heading in tomorrow for a little kick around and um, have a look at the facilities, which is pretty exciting.
3: And Damien Harbick, have you spoken to him? What's his plans for you?
8: Uh, Yeah, I haven't spoken to him directly, but uh, he sent me a text, um, which was was good. And obviously, it's very exciting to be able to work with Damien, um, who's got such a great record at Richmond. And I think, um, yeah, just really excited to be able to learn from him and see what we can do up here. What did North tell you when they let you go? Um, Yeah, I think it was was a bit of a surprise. I think it was a bit unfortunate because I hadn't been able to show Clarko and um, the new coach as much, obviously because I'd been injured. Um, But they kind of just wanted to go with with a different direction in terms of my role, um, the different style of players. Um, So, yeah, I guess I just had to cop that in the chin and just get back to work. And luckily I got the chance here at Gold Coast.
3: Has it been a difficult few years given the changes of coach and then your coach wasn't your coach last year? Um, you've been there through one of the toughest periods of North Melbourne's history, Jack.
8: Yeah, it was pretty tough. I think I definitely enjoyed my time at the club, um, but there was were some challenges. I think I had six coaches, I think, in four years. Um, we had the hub year as well as my first year. Um, so there was a lot of challenges, but I think um, I'll be able to learn a lot from that and hopefully apply some of that. Um, when I get started here at the Gold Coast.
3: So you're only young, you're still in your early 20s?
8: Yeah, just turned 22.
3: All right, so there's a huge opportunity for you. Um, Your confidence level, how is it after last year, only two games, shoulder surgery, being knocked around, not selected as well?
8: Yeah, I think it is. It does take a hit when you're out injured a while. Um, You kind of question whether you can get back to the level, but I think... um, after the first dislocation, I was able to come back and play a pretty solid game of AFL footy. Unfortunately, got injured in the second game, but I think I've still got full confidence that um, if I get my body right and keep working hard, I can have an impact at AFL level.
3: Yeah, great to have you, Jack. It's uh, really good that you're back in the system, and we wish you the best of luck.
8: Thanks, Dwayne. Appreciate
3: it. Jack Marnie, new Gold Coast Sun, former Kangaroo, a draft chat for tyre power. Holiday getaway sale is on now. Get up to $200 off the Michelin Pilot Sport range at Tyre Power. Back to your calls after the break. 1300 736 736. That open line brought to us by Werribee Kia. 1300 736 736. Werribee Kia awarded National Kia Car Dealer of the Year. Werribee Kia, where the customer comes first.
2: Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Let's head back to your
3: calls. Jenny in Box Hill. if you want to jump on the line, 1300 seven three six Jenny, welcome to you. Great to have you on.
9: Oh, good day, Dwayne. Welcome back, and I hope we get to hear all about your holiday sometime.
3: Well, what do you want to know, Jenny?
9: Where you went and all of that. and uh, You don't have to spend a long time, but just a quick. Quick pricey of where
3: you visited. All right. I went, uh, for those who've watched the White Lotus, I went and, watched, I went and stayed at uh, San Domenico Palace uh, at Tormina where they filmed that. So uh, I went to Sicily, uh, Palermo, Catania um, and Tormina. Spent a little time on the Amalfi Coast, Jenny, which is a nice part of the world as well. Uh, I stayed at a place called Santa Catarina, which I mentioned a couple of days ago. Uh, It was a fairly bizarre... I mean, it's a high-end place, Jenny. They have menus there at the restaurant where the men get the menus with the prices on them and the women get handed the menus without prices. So the women don't get to find out how much it costs the thing that they're ordering. I don't know why they think that that's the way to go, given that uh, women probably got more money than men these days, but... Uh, yeah, some of the places I went. I did some laps of the Nurburgring. It's all there on my Instagram, Jenny. You can check it out. But I could I could talk about it for an hour. I don't want to bore too many people, though. Okay, no,
9: I'll definitely do that. Wayne, love, love, love Italy. So, um, but haven't been to any yeah. of those places you mentioned. Um, but uh, yes, I'm glad something about, about Italy, just... Jenny,
3: that I I love as well as the people as well. But anyway, you want to talk some footy? Yes, I do. Um, I
9: don't know. Um, whether you've had a chance to catch up with this because you've been right across so many things, but on the um, Hawthorne Facebook updates that happened over the last few days and videos, um, when um, Bro- uh, Will McCabe was picked at number 19 and um, when Brody Ryan got chosen at number 46, he's from uh, Adelaide as well, Will was so excited, they must live close, their parents, and Will ran all the way to Brodie Ryan's house and ran through and jumped into his uh, arms and congratulated him and the whole um, clan of uh, Ryan's were just went absolutely bunter. It was so lovely to see these two young fellas So excited that they
3: were going to be playing together. You're spot on. The emotion of this week, Jenny, has been fantastic. It's been the best part of the week, hasn't it? The emotion of the families, the emotion of the mums and dads, the emotion of those associated, you know, brothers, sisters, friends as well. And you mentioned, I mean, getting drafted and going to a club and playing with your mates, it still boils down to that. It's nothing to do with the fact that you're going to have a career that's going to get you $100,000 a year. And you're now a professional footballer for a living. It's about playing the game you love.
9: Yes, definitely. And um, another, uh, I reckon the photo of the whole uh, draft was Nick Watson when he hugged his father and his head was, the the cameraman um, photographer got him um, side on and that sheer, sheer relief all a strain of waiting uh, to be picked because he's, um, he said, you know, he he's grown up um, just knowing that he's going to be short and that just all that relief and pain that he felt um, all came out in his face. It was just the most incredible emotional photo, um, like a lot of them were, that this was just something so special, and I think he's going to be, I think they're calling him the Wizard of Waverley, but he yeah. calls him, so he reckons he's a bit of a Energizer bunny, so um, he's called the Energizer bunny.
3: <laughs> I can't wait to see the Wizard and call the Wizard as well, Jenny, uh, one of those great nicknames that's now coming into the AFL. Hey, great to have you call. Hold on, we've got a family pass to the WBBL Melbourne Stars game on Saturday, November twenty-five coming to you, Jenny. Hold the line. Uh, great to have you back. Uh, you're a regular, and it always puts a smile on my face to hear your voice. Speaking of the holiday, um, why is it so? Let, just let me play this. Uh, is, for those who don't know Professor Julius Sumner-Miller, he was pretty big when I was a kid. Uh, why is it so? I've got a text here. What about a new segment? Why is it so with the Professor Pipe? Maybe we should open this up. Firstly, if you haven't heard Professor Julius Sumner-Miller in the old swing segment that he used to have, uh, he's a little piece of it.
13: Why is it so? This is the question asked by Professor Julius Sumner-Miller, Professor of Physics at the University of Southern California. Consider this stick, okay? Stick, like a metre stick, like
0: a
5: yardstick.
3: (laughs) So Professor Julius Sumner-Miller used to tell us why is it so. Speaking of my holiday and stuff that sort of... Well, I saw a lot of other sports being played While I was overseas um, and I do tend to wear my basketball shorts a bit and I was I had to pick a pair of basketball shorts to take away because they're comfortable and I took my Boston Celtics shorts away and a few people came up to me whilst I was away over the course of the holiday wearing Boston Celtics shorts saying oh you're a Boston Celtics fan does what you wear actually tell people what you like? Am I now all of a sudden looked down on because I look like I was a Boston Celtics fan? Why is that so? If you can tell me, I can kind of tell you in a footy context. If I see someone in a Collingwood jumper or I see someone in a Carlton jumper, maybe I do know what kind of person they're like. But uh, what kind of person does that make me if I was wearing Boston Celtics shorts if you can tell me why that is so, I'd really like to know because it happened a few times. one is the open line number. We're about to have a chat to Soph Conway from the Lions AFLW. There's been quite a few talking about the draft. Let me just play you what, and what Hamish Ogilvy had to say on Sports Day last night about draft concessions and the inequality of the draft. Before I take your calls, take your texts and talk to Soph Conway. Here's Hamish Ogilvy from the Crows.
12: Can I ask you about the discussion we've been having all week, really? And it's not a new discussion, but uh, in terms of academy play, I think the Crows have had a couple, New Church and, and Borlays perhaps. They've played a handful of games between them. You've never had pick one, Hamish, whereas other clubs have been loaded. Is it an unfair system? And will you be making your thoughts known as a club to the AFL about what needs to change, if anything?
20: Uh, We have in the past, and we certainly have on the NGA NGA part of it. I'm not sure as an industry we've got that part right yet. I think we all need to work on that a bit more together. I feel for West Coast and Freo, and West Coast probably do more in the NGA space than any other club. They have the most uh, boys and girls in their NGA. So I feel a bit for those two. You know, they lost players that they'd worked with for a considerable amount of time. I'm not sure about the fairness of that part. We all need to work on that a bit more. Um, I give credit to Gold Coast. I don't have any issues with Gold Coast at all, and this is my view, not um, so much a club view. I think Gold Coast did a great job. They've developed those boys since they were kids. We've got to support footy in the northern states and make it bigger. Their academy's going well. Their under-16s were fantastic. Their girls' footy in Queensland's absolutely flying. Um, So I have credit to them. I don't have a problem with that. They traded smart. They brought in the picks they needed to pay uh, the players. We all dealt with them um, and and no one had an issue with dealing in trading picks with Gold Coast. So uh, I don't have a problem with that part. I think the Allies was fantastic and people forget that they had a two-day camp before they formed that team and they won the national championships undefeated. Spike McVeigh did a brilliant job with that team to bring Mm. those boys together like that. It wasn't like they had four or five camps and time to work on game plan. The way he brought those kids together was fantastic, which allowed... Um, the boys from what we used to call the old div two states or the northern states now to be successful in the championship so i don't have too much of a problem with that part of it i I think the nga part i think we need to do some more work on as an industry
3: girls football flying in queensland we're about to talk to Soph conway as well from the lions aflw so while we're talking about the draft i also wanted to play you had a lot of texts about north melbourne's assistance package so from afl 360 here's gil mclaughlin talking about north's assistant package I think statistically North Melbourne are the worst position of any club the last five years in VFL, AFL history. And they are are, are laggard. And
12: for the benefit of all of the competition, we want all of them to be able to compete. So, yes,
20: there is compromise. Like there is, we make compromise for father-sons for certain reasons and for... Academy for certain reasons. Yeah, that, that, that's the system. So, so, so it's disingenuous to say get out of the way when you're the ben- everyone's been the beneficiary roundabout. Now, debate whether it should have happened.
3: There is a little bit of Gil McLaughlin from AFL 360. A couple of texts coming through. What does it say about me? Uh, why, why would they have been looking down their nose at me wearing Boston Celtic shorts? Uh, one here. Well, it worked for Port Adelaide. Look at the bloke at the World Cup cricket. Port fan written all over him. Yeah, maybe it does tell you... Something about the person, but uh, maybe there are more people like me who don't necessarily barrack for the Boston Celtics. I just happen to be wearing their shorts because uh, I happen to buy their shorts. Uh, A lot of media make flogs of themselves judging footy fans for wearing club jumpers, but it says more about them, though. That's from Ben as well. Uh, And this one here, makes you a bloody legend. Pipe, get on board. Craig, on the road. Uh, Thanks for your text as well, Craig. Time to celebrate some lives Thanks to Tobin Brothers Funerals, a family-owned business since 1934. Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. Uh, Speaking of cricket, happy birthday to Merv Hughes. Happy birthday to Shane Gould as well, celebrating a birthday today. And John Coleman was born on this day back in 1928. Tobin Brothers Funerals, a family-owned business since 1934. Heading back to your calls after the break. Massive show today for Midday Madison, for Dwayne's World. Again, that number brought to us by Werribee Kia and the team down at Werribee Kia will look after you if you drop down there. Just like family, you can visit the dealership at Werribee Kia and you'll find the incredible EV6 GT model with fantastic finance options available and if you're looking for a trade-in as well, the Werribee Kia team will offer you top dollar and they have over 300 plus late model used cars in stock down there at Werribee Kia, so Drop down and see the team at Warribekeer. They're at Old Geelong Road, Hoppers Crossing, and you can check out the EV6GT model, which is available now. Warribekeer.com.au LMCT114. Sophie Conway has been good enough to join us, Brisbane Lions AFLW Star going to you, Sophie, great to have you on.
18: Nah, thank you. Thanks so much for having me.
3: Exciting times with uh, you hosting the Cats in the prelim final on the weekend. Uh, you girls are flying, but they're going okay too.
18: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, um, yeah, they had a fantastic win on the weekend against the Ds and, and even the week before. So um, they've been playing a pretty good brand of footy in the last fortnight, especially. So, um, yeah, I'm really pumped. I think it'll be um, yeah, and a very exciting game this weekend.
3: And a primetime Saturday night game as well we're all going to be watching. So it's nice to be on primetime.
18: Yeah, for sure. Probably can't get any better than that to be honest. Six forty five out at um Springfield. It's um yeah, phenomenal time slot and um yeah, I think, you know, Springfield really, really shapes up really well at night as well. So um I'm excited for that even more now. So is yeah, it, honestly, can't wait to get out there really.
3: Is it sold out?
18: Um, oh, I'm not hundred percent sure. I don't think it's sold out just, just yet, but um I've heard there's definitely plenty of tickets flying out the door which is exciting to hear.
3: So, did you get together and watch the cats or watch that game last week? I presume watching that game you thought going in, you're probably going to end up playing Melbourne, but things changed pretty quickly in the first half
18: yeah, I mean um oh, we weren't there were a few few of the girls together um we weren't all together watching the game, but by all means we were definitely everyone was definitely intrigued in it and um yeah, I guess you know um we were probably watching Melbourne a little bit closely, but I guess with the way they, with the way Geelong played played so well in that first quarter, um, I guess yeah, we quickly shifted to looking at how deeply how um Geelong played. So, um, by all means, though, it was it was pretty pretty good game, especially um for for Melbourne and continue to fight it out right until the death there. So yeah.
3: So you're gonna to have to shut down a couple. I mean, Nina Morrison had a heap of it, 29 possessions. Uh, you know, she was superb. They've got some stars.
18: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, they're they've definitely got some stars throughout their lineup, but you know, I'm still pretty convinced that yeah, obviously, um, you know, we've got just as good as a midfield as well. You know, so um, yeah, there's a lot of talk about them, but um, yeah, we just got to back ourselves in and and know um, yeah what we can do. And um, yeah, I'm pretty pretty confident in in our preparation, and um, yeah, we're all really excited to get out there.
3: Do you tag much or you'll just go in with your game style and not worry about, you know, if Nina's getting it or Georgie Prasparkas is getting it? Uh, you'll just go about your business?
18: Ah, uh, yeah, I think we'll just go head-to-head, really. Um, you know, I'm pretty confident now in, in our middies and in in getting the job done in there. Um, you know, I'm not too concerned by all means, you know, they're going to get the pill um, throughout the game. But if we can just nullify it to a degree, I think it um, that'll go, obviously, a long way. But... Um, yeah, by all means, if they're really getting on top of us, of course, there's something, you know, we can we can look at. But um, I'm pretty confident our middies can can go to work and, and really go head-to-head. And, and, you know, fingers crossed they can come out on top.
3: You've got a really good system as well. You've been a very good team for a long time. I mean, you missed out last year, obviously, for, which is probably providing a bit of motivation for a lot of you girls. But you've been uh, at the top end for a while. What's the secret?
18: <laughs> oh. I wouldn't want to let the secret outside of our four <laughs> walls, but um, by all means, yeah, I think we've got a really good group and, and that stems from the from the top with Craig, our coach. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, we've all just bought into to what we're doing each and every week and, um, you know, we're really process-driven at the moment. So, obviously, that's going to hold us in good stead and, and all we're worried about this weekend is just getting the job done at home in front of our home crowd and... Um, we're all really excited to get out there and, and you know have another opportunity at potentially another crack at the cherry.
3: Craig Stastnyich has been a great AFLW coach. He was a star as a player, premiership player. Uh, what's what's part of his magic? What's he got?
18: Oh, he's got a great balance, Stas. You know, from on field and off field, the way he um, really connects with the playing group, and I think that's first and foremost, and that's a really key element. So obviously, a good coach. Um, so. You know, I've loved what he's brought to our team, especially this year, his versatility um, that he's brought as a coach. Um, You know, it's his eighth season as a coach with us. And, you know, um, I feel like this this season's probably been his best year yet, to be honest. So, um, yeah, I love the man and I love what he brings. and, And it really starts with him. And I think that's, you know, a big element as to why we continue to be successful.
3: And have you got a tip for the other game, North Melbourne and the Crows?
18: Oh, to be honest. Um, I don't really. Um, but I think it'll be a red hot red hot match, that's for sure. They've got <clears throat> both teams have got star studded lineups, so um I think it'll definitely go down to the wire and um, you know, yeah, I guess, you know, north at home, um, you know, potentially, but by all means Adelaide are just as good. So, um, yeah, it'll be a very interesting one to watch, that's for sure.
3: I'll be watching Saturday night, Soph. Uh, good luck, even though I'll be barricading for the Cats. Thanks for joining me. <laughs> <laughs>
18: there you go. See you later. Thanks so much.
3: <laughs> so I've got my, I don't think she liked that uh, little finish to that chap. But anyway, it was great to have her on. And, yeah, well, we'll be barracking for the Cats. I'm not broadcasting the game, but uh, like a lot of people, I will be watching. A break for news. Lost in the watch still to come here with Dwayne's well. <laughs> Lost in the wash time. What's been lost in the wash? We should have got to it by now. The number is one 736 736 The open line brought to us by Werribee Kia. one 736 736 Lost in the wash. Anything we should have got to. Have uh, you missed out? Because the lines are full in the opening couple of hours of the program for Midday Madison. Jump on the line now. We'll get you on. Send through your text as well for 40 Winks and Temper. 0433981116. Get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks, serious about sleep. And uh, whilst we're on Lost in the Wash and while we're on Why Is It So, Um, another quick question that's just popped up on the text as well. Well, it's good to be able to talk some golf right now with the Australian PGA happening. And uh, Joe Moscatel leads at 8-under after an opening round 63 in the PGA Championship. Uh, Adam Scott at 5-under. After an opening round 66, but three hundred seven three six seven three six for lost in the wash. And if you do have an answer for this, summer sports, spring carnival's come and gone. Um, the golf has started today. Whatever happened to the polo? For a few years there, the Portsea Polo and the Polo Extravaganza was the biggest social must-be-seen-at event of the summer. But wh- why has the polo died? If you've got an answer to me for what is it so? Jump on the line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. I know F1's probably the biggest single one weekend, must-be-at event in the summer these days, uh, if you're not a cricket head and go to the Boxing Day Test and maybe the tennis is. But uh, what happened to the polo? If you gonna answer for me there, well I'm in sent through a text, or jump on the open line, and we'll find a Dwayne's War T-shirt for you. In fact, we've got a couple to give away for the best lost in the wash as well. Greg and Clayton, as we head to your calls, Welcome to you, Greg. Yeah, hi, how are you?
10: One, um, I had two, the Galloping Gasometer and also Mick Slamming Nolan. Sam Kinovich.
3: Slamming Sam, they're back, Greg. It's good, really, to have the nicknames back, isn't it?
10: Yeah, absolutely. But the Galloping Gasometer, I reckon he was a best
3: nickname i ever heard. Would we get away with that, Greg, playing on the fact that he was a little large? I'm not sure we'd get away with it, would we? In this uh, uh, new... New age, we're politically all, correct environment. Can we play sensitive. on someone's weight? We're
9: all a
10: bit too sensitive these days,
3: Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, uh, yeah, even Missy Higgins came under the spotlight. Saints told us uh, not to call him Missy Higgins when he was missing goals because he didn't like it. So, yeah, maybe we need to take that into account. Yeah, the galloping gasometer is one we probably wouldn't be going with. Um, the big Russian for Alex Oshinko, probably wouldn't be used either at the moment. So there's a few that were fun in the old days but certainly wouldn't make it these days. Great to have you call. Greg, back with more of your calls after the break. You with Dwayne's World.
2: Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always great to have your company for
3: Dwayne. we took still getting a chance to take a couple of your calls for Lost in the Wash. So if you've got one, jump on the line and we'll get to you. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Still got a Batoki ham to give away. It wouldn't be Christmas without Batoki. If you want to win yourself a Batoki before 3 o'clock, then jump on the line now with a Lost in the Wash. one 736 736 One thing I don't want to get Lost in the Wash, we talk a lot about booing. In the world of AFL and booing in the world of sport in Australia, it's something that does happen here quite a lot. Well, it happened in the NBA today. Kawhi Leonard got booed. Greg Popovich, the coach of the Spurs, wasn't happy about it. Here's a little bit of Greg Popovich not happy about the booing.
2: And Kawhi, with eight points tonight, three of five from the floor, it is only three.
1: Mm-hmm. Excuse me for a second.
2: Pops on the mic. We stop all
1: the booing, let these guys play. It's Scott got old It's not who we are. Knock off the booing.
3: I'm telling the fans to lay off Kawhi Leonard, but that's not San Antonio. Your thoughts on that and whether that should happen more often. one 300 736 San Antonio, long-time superstar, iconic coach, Greg Popovich on the microphone. In the middle of the game, telling fans not to boo, that's not who we are. You got a thought on that? By all means, jump on the line. I'd love to hear from you. Or we'll send through your text, 0433 98 11 16. And we'll take a couple of your calls on that for a bit of late lost in the wash. Lou in Meadow Heights, you there, Lou? Welcome to you.
20: Thanking you. How are you, Dwayne?
3: I'm good. Great to have you on.
20: Thanking you very much, Lee, mate. Uh, great win for the Pies.
3: Grand final was an awesome win for the Pies, Lou. Well justified, yeah, been arguably the best team in the last two years, so it's justified that uh, you deserve one?
20: Yeah, we did, mate, we did. A, long, a long-time listener, Dwayne, and I reckon you got the best show out in Melbourne, mate.
3: Why haven't you called before, Lou?
20: Oh, just work and, you know, can't get through and whatever, whatever.
3: Well, it's good to have you through. Hold the line, we've got something for you. Dwayne's with a T-shirt or a bataki ham. How are you going to go next year?
20: No, I've already put a bet on us, mate. 500 again to win.
3: You're going again. How many in a row are you going to win?
20: Oh, I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know. I think we'll do all right because we've drafted a few young blokes and stick thick and thin, hey.
3: I love it, Lou. Great to have you call. Uh, always love a first-time listener picking up the phone to dial the number. Thanks for jumping on. Uh, if you'd like to jump on, you know the number brought to us by Werribee Kia. Werribee Kia, or national Kia car dealer of the year. Werribee Kia, where the customer comes first. Hey, Brad Murray's been good enough to join us as well. Lost in the Wash is a chance for you to talk about your sport. And one thing we don't talk about much is hockey. Hockey Club Melbourne player Brad Murray ahead of the finals this weekend in Canberra. Welcome to you, Brad.
13: Hey, Dwayne. Thanks for having me on. appreciate it.
3: It's Good to give you a bit of love. Uh, first year of hockey for you, hockey one for you. I understand how you found it.
13: Yeah, um, well, it's the premier hockey competition in Australia, so it's um, a really high standard and I've loved being involved with the, the Melbourne team this year. And we've done pretty well this year, finished third and heading off to finals this weekend, which is super exciting.
3: So the finals are in Canberra, understand. Who are you playing?
13: Yeah, finals in Canberra. Um, we play Brisbane this Friday, um, sorry, this Saturday at 4pm. And uh, we've got a good history against Brisbane, so it should be a good game. And then hopefully if we win that, we'll be in the gold medal match on Sunday, which is also in Canberra.
3: So how big, are, how big is hockey right now? I was lucky enough to broadcast the hockey for Channel 9 at the Commonwealth Games quite a few years ago when the Commonwealth Games were... Here in Melbourne, Uh, it's big in a couple of countries. Well, it's big in Australia. It's big in the Netherlands. It's huge in Pakistan. How big is it in Australia right now?
13: Yeah, I think it's certainly growing, Um, particularly after Australia's success um, at the recent Olympics. The men won silver, um, which was super exciting. And so I think the sport's definitely growing in popularity. And this hockey one. Uh, season just allows us to get around a bit more across the country, um, which has been great for viewers and fans to come along. So we've really enjoyed that.
3: So the, it's the it's the pinnacle of hockey that you're part of right now, and I think it's at uh, well as you mentioned the National Hockey Centre in Canberra. There are tickets available through Intix, I N T I X, and it is being broadcast as well. I'm told so every match in the finals will be live and free. On 7 Plus, and you can use the hashtag hockey1final so you can catch it on 7 Plus. What else do I need to know about it before I watch it, Brad?
13: Uh, well, you need to know that Melbourne's probably the team to root for. Um, so, yeah, we'd love as much support as possible, um, particularly follow online or on 7 Plus. Um, the more viewers, the more followers we can get. Uh, we really appreciate that.
3: Great to have you on. Good luck. Uh, let's hope you do well. I'll, I'll sneak a little look at it on 7 Plus.
13: Cheers. Thanks,
3: Dwayne. Appreciate it. Thank you. Brad Murray from Hockey Club Melbourne up in Canberra. Back to your calls and your texts. Well, I asked for why is it so? Why has the polo died? It was the biggest sporting event of the summer for those who wanted to be where you wanted to be seen. And all of a sudden, it's fallen off the face of the earth. Still haven't had an answer yet on the open line for Werribee Here, So if you can answer Mike, why is it so, then by all means, jump on the line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Answer here on the text. Hi, Dwayne. Portsea Polo never came back after COVID. The big polo event of the summer is now Twilight Beach Polo on St Kilda Beach. They play on the sand and all the marquees are on the beach. It's really cool and something different. Saturday, 10th of February. Check it out. So thanks for that. Um, Twilight Beach Polo is where polo has evolved to in Melbourne, a couple on, or one here, Polo, is for posh twats. Uh, nothing else, no one else gives a rat's toss bag. Uh, thanks for that. People gave a rat's toss bag a few years ago. A couple of, uh, or one here on the nicknames, Dwayne. Alex ashenko the big Russian, wasn't Russian. In fact, I'm pretty sure he was from the Ukraine. So definitely that's one to avoid. Thanks for that, Nick. Um, yeah, I think that is correct. So we certainly wouldn't be going with that one these days. Um, one on the, well, A couple on the booing as well with Greg Popovich. My thoughts and prayers to all those triggered by booing. Uh, I can tell the sarcasm in the text as well. Uh, Greg Popovich has made a point and it's made clear and he delivered the message from Connor. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if anyone else follows up with that message. It's not who we are. Nicknames will be coming through left, right and centre. Uh, Mark Roberts, the fridge. uh Keep them coming. Uh, correction here on the two SA boys living close together, or at least a confirmation. Will McCabe and Brody Ryan went to Sacred Heart together and were SA junior teammates. That's from uh, um, Rob. Thanks for that as well. Dwayne, far too much unnecessary cricket. We just don't need to be playing five Tier 20 matches against India. Why not give them all a rest? Yeah, if you are, definitely having a rest. The Green Shorts for Celtics. Really bring out your eyes, Dwayne. Thanks for that text as well, confirming uh, that. But uh, Dwayne, Bostonians symbolise established Americans with old money. As a visitor, that would have been the impression they would have got from you wearing Celtic shorts. So thanks for that clarification as to my why is it so that people looked down on me because I was wearing Boston Celtic shorts. And no gill, no polo. There you go. There's confirmation of why the polo's fallen off the face of the earth. Back to wrap it all up. After the break, you're with Dwayne's World.
2: Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. It's been another massive show today. It's been a wild,
3: Joe. First two hours of Midday Matters were pretty wild. Midday Matters back tomorrow for Work Locker, Karen Downs and Pakenham. Unlock stocked and full of value. Workwear for wherever you work. Visit worklocker.com.au. Another two hours of your calls tomorrow for Midday Matters. Matthew in Port Arlington to wrap it all up uh, with a lost in the wash. Uh, welcome to you, Matthew. What have you got on your agenda? Hey, Dwayne. Love
10: the show, mate. First time call of it. Uh, love you show and loved you as a footballer mate uh, just want to make a quick one out to, to interview Jared had just before you got on this afternoon um, with uh, James McFadden I'm um, a massive Sprint Car fan and just wondering if you're a chance of getting uh, the grand annual Sprint Car list on your bucket list
3: well I used to go when I was a kid Matthew quite a bit with my dad my uncle was involved in it a little bit my uncle Jim um, I used to go to well I think my first venture to sprint car territory was Rowley Park back in the South Australian days where they used to have the bikes racing as well with the fence which uh, was quickly outlawed. Um, so now I've, I've eaten many a, a rock and a bit of dust sitting on the turn Matthew. Um, tell me where I should be going if I want to see an event.
10: Well the, the, obviously the Grand Annual Sprint Car Classic down at Warrnambool on on Australia Day weekend. Um, massive event. It's probably the biggest sprint car event in Australia but um, I'll, give you, I'll make a deal with you. The talking ham you're just about to give me, I'll make you a sandwich.
3: <laughs> well, when can you meet me? When's it on at Avalon? It must be on at Avalon again soon. I've been to Avalon a few times.
10: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't got the calendar, but yeah, it generally starts around about the, the first week of December. But can't be too far off, mate.
3: Can't be too far off. Avalon's always it's a ripper night. So I've been to Avalon a few times to enjoy it, Matthew. I haven't taken my kids' So, maybe that's something I should do, put that on the bucket list and take the kids. What do you do? What's your involvement?
10: Oh, I used to um, crew for a guy when I was a young boy, but um, I, uh, I get down to Warnable a fair bit and I've missed two sprint car classics in 35 years. So, yeah.
3: Well, it's up they get Great plenty season. of people at at Warnable for it. Uh, I love the plug, Matthew, and you do have a bataki ham coming your way. We'll have a chat about that sandwich that you can maybe deliver at Avalon. Uh, when we find out what the schedule's like. But uh, appreciate you jumping on for the first time. Thanks, Dwayne. Good on you, Matthew, in Port Arlington. What a beautiful part of the world that is as well. That's it for Dwayne's World today. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you, company. Thanks to all of you who dialled the number like Matthew. Back for midday matters tomorrow, so please join me then. Uh, keep your text coming through tomorrow as well. Put that number in your phone, oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Get your unique bed match profile And find the right bed for you. 40 Winks, serious about sleeping. You can check out the whole temper range. T-E-M-P-U-R. Check it out online. Mattresses and pillows like no other. Or check it out at your local 40 Winks. One here. Fantastic radio this afternoon. Thanks, Dwayne. That's from Craig in Coburg. Uh, Nice to get a nice message among a few of the nastier ones that we get from time to time. One here, Dwayne. I'm a lifelong supporter of the Mighty Magpies. I'm pretty sure my first words were boo. So good luck stopping me, Marcus, from Flag Pies Land. And that probably sums up a few of the texts that I've got in the last 15 minutes since that Greg Popovich audio. Stick around. Andy and Gazy. looking forward to your coming next, and I'll catch you tomorrow at midday.